Hello and welcome to season two, episode one of the First Take Film Club podcast. Uh, we've had a little break over Christmas mm. um, and also because we did so many Lord of the Rings films last series <laughs> that it just broke us. Um, but we are very, very glad to be back. And as usual, I am back with my two esteemed co-hosts, Liam Jones and Connor Norcott. Liam Jones, how are you? Brilliant, mate. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. It's, Ma- good, it's good to be back. It is. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. happy. Uh, do we still say that now? I, it's, I mean, it's very, very mid-January, so... Hmm. Let's, happy New Year. Let's happy. say Happy New Year to the listeners. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, listeners. And, uh, Connor, Happy New Year. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I feel like I'm, I'm glad we got commissioned for a second season. That yeah, absolutely. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. a touch and go, wasn't it? Yeah. But, <laughs> but they, they, they brought us back. above. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Um, so we have. <laughs> so you'll know by now, hopefully, the format of the podcast. We talk about films that we have never seen before. Um, this week, the films that we've never seen before are two kind of recent, kind of big boys: mm-hmm. um, Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit, um, which is like honestly ma- yeah. one of my favorite weeks. I say that every week, but this is seriously one yeah, of my favorite. Yeah, there's been a weeks. lot of group chat texts saying, "Oh my god, I can't believe I watched this. This is so good." Yeah, we're doing it this week. Yeah, so no spoilers, but we were all really excited. Mm. Um, what we're going to do, so what we usually do is we start with um, some movie news, but as opposed to that, because mm. kind of not absolutely loads is going on, we're going to do some Oscar chat, because since last time we were in, um, the Oscar nominations and nominees have been announced. Yes, they um, are. And we may as well just have a little chat about it, might we? Because we're doing two films that are nominated for Oscars today anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so do you want to, uh, Liam, do you want to have a little chat? Like, do you want to just kick us off on that? Because you, well, yeah. well, you are our Oscar-nominated podcast Joker's host. been nominated for 11 Oscars. Which 11 is, Oscars? Which is fucking wild. I'll What's drop that? the first F. Which one's that? Joker. 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 Oh, my days. Oscars. 11. It's good, but not 11 Oscar-nominated it's, good. You know what? It's a really fine movie. Like, it's a really good it's movie. Good, yeah. I will accept really good Joaquin Phoenix nominating getting a nomination and uh, the score getting a nomination and the cinematography I actually like I'm glad you didn't try some people the, the, the lady that did the score oh no yeah. but uh, I, I think Todd Phillips' best director is a bit devious considering like Greta Gerwig got snubbed for Little Women Lulu so. Wang in the Lulu Farewell Wang for The Farewell snubbed, yeah, yeah. The other lady he directed, The Hustlers, was yeah, it's quite a good film uh, as well. Yeah, Lorreen Scafaria. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, in terms of best directors that got nominated this year, who is it we've got? We've got Todd Phillips, Martin Scorsese, um, was Noah Baumbach nominated? Mm. Sam Mendes was definitely nominated for 1917, which, you know, you might be hearing soon on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe. I Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, oh, which yeah. we're all dying to see. I feel yeah. like we've been missing out for months I feel like people watched this film literally last like a year ago now yeah. and yeah. we still haven't got to watch it yet in the UK. But uh we're going to go and see it at uh, our good friends at Fact have uh, given us some tickets to go and see it on the third of Feb. Yeah. Yeah. We've just figured it out, it's the third of Feb. Yeah, we, we thought that was before. the Oscar day, but thank yeah. god it's not. No. <laughs> this is another big day in the it's history. Another big of, uh, day in the, in the first take. Quinton, good old Quinton. Oh yeah. Still Jackson. hasn't won an Oscar. Hasn't well he hasn't won a directing director, anyway. Yeah. But then I feel like I'm, this might not be his year either. I don't know. It, 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 <coughs> I rewatched uh, Once Upon a Time last night, and it is. I think it. I don't know. I haven't seen Parasite yet, but yeah. I don't know. I think he could win Best Director. I think Sam Mendes will. Connor said earlier pre- we're pretty sure Sam Mendes will. I but I have a, the only I have a little issue with Sam Mendes is that it. It's so 
Roger Deakins, isn't yeah. it? It's not Sam Mendes. Uh, well, it is Sam Mendes. That but feels harsh on Sam Mendes. No, it does feel harsh on Sam Mendes. I didn't raise this before when you sp- uh, when you told us about it in Starbucks, other coffee shops are available, but I thought <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'll save it for the uh, podcast. I yeah. feel like that's just... like It's it it's harsh, not harsh. But... Like, it's harsh, but it's like... I understand what you mean, but... Yeah. No, no, don't get me wrong. Like I've heard the, the, the actors uh, talking about uh, being directed and said that he was great and he was in control all the time, mm-hmm. but when Sam Mendes has been speaking about directing, he's essentially said that it's... It, he, directed the film with Roger Deakins. Yeah. So, I don't know. If Sam Mendes is going to win, I feel like Roger Deakins should get half of it. Well, he should get the head. <laughs> you know yeah. He will definitely win the cinematography. There's n- in my mind, I would bet my legs, my arms, my two of my eyes, two of all, two of all my eyes. Yeah. Oh, I'd love it now if he didn't. Because I'm... Well, The Lighthouse is one of, is, it's one of its only nominations, which is uh, in cinematography, yeah. 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 Well, it's another film that I've not saw, The Lighthouse. But I think other things that were nominated were um, Robert Richardson got nominated for cinematography for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know the guy that did Joker got nominated too, which fine. Yeah. He got nominated for everything, so I'm not surprised. But genuinely, 1917, if it's going to win anything, I think cinematography is probably it. Yeah. A couple more talking points. Um, what do we make of Scarlett Johansson getting two nominations for uh, leading actress in Marriage Story and supporting actress in Jojo Rabbit? Do we think they could have maybe found someone else who um, could have filled in that supporting role? I think the, the, the lead role, I think she deserves Marriage <coughs> Story. I massively 100%. agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. Uh, do we not think there could have been someone else? That I feel like she wasn't in Jojo Rabbit quite, uh, for a long time. No, she wasn't in it. For, for uh, she level. is she is good in it. She's really sweet as well. Yeah, Some I of the d- moments with her and, <coughs> and, and Jojo as well. On I don't I don't necessarily agree that they should find like someone like it's two different performances and if they're good then they're good. But mm. I know what you mean in terms of like there's probably uh, it's one of them, isn't it? Really, I mean, like, five people have been nominated for an Oscar, but then you could you know it's probably close between the next five as well. You know, like, mm. if, if there was kind of like a top ten, yeah, and the five made the cut. But if if it's if he's done two good performances, like it's a like it's a it's fair game. That's her yeah. job. It's fair game. Like it, and it uh, it wouldn't be the Oscars this side of uh, well this millennia without uh, hashtag Oscars so white, oh, which yeah. has been a massive, massive yeah. uh, issue problem. I don't know. It's quite heavy. The only uh, so in the female category, the only uh, black person or person of color is Cynthia uh, Arivo, mm-hmm. and she's playing a. a a slave in Harriet. So there's a lot of people on Twitter. I've not seen the film, so I don't really, I don't really know. No, there's a lot of people on the old social medias who are livid and furious and kind of disgusted at the whole Oscars voting scheme. I don't really understand quite how it works. I imagine there are members, aren't there, who who vote and at the minute until you know they all kind of all the old men all the old white men die mm. i don't think it, there's going to be yeah. much change there was meant to be change right well they had that year where it was like after the whole initial oscar so white campaign yeah everyone was like okay well oh actually films can be made by people that aren't white as well and then they started nominating people from different backgrounds mm. and you thought oh maybe this is one step forward but it seemed like they've just taken mm, that foot yeah. back out of the swimming yeah uh, because obviously i know anyway Horror films don't get much recognition mm-hmm. ever, but um, Lupita Nyong'o getting snubbed for me, you know, when Charlie's Theron has been nominated for Bombshell and Renny Zellweger for Judy, well, I don't know if maybe Lupita Nyong'o could have replaced 
one of them. Yeah, it is her performance genuinely an absolute scandal. She's not been nominated. She yeah. was absolutely excellent. I would understand the horror argument if two years ago Get Out wasn't nominated for Best Screenplay and Best Daniel Fiction, Kaluuya yeah. wasn't nominated for Best Actor. You know, so they've done it recently. So I don't get why they've suddenly. You know, I thought they broke the mold, and now the mold seems to have grown back. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it seems to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Any other? Is any other Oscar categories that you wanted to quickly touch upon? Because there's one film that I saw recently that I can't get out of my head. Okay, go and on. And it's then. the it's the Safdie brothers uncut gems. Oh wow! Oh yeah. And I am no fan of Adam Sandler, and I say that with utmost confidence but my god is he incredible and uncut yeah. like oh there's been some massive snubs there's been I, some huge he's, snubs he, he, him and and the piece and the young girl are probably the two biggest snubs for me and Greta Gerwig yeah. along with Interaction because his perform nobody else could have done that film no nobody mm. not even a fucking yeah. reanimated James Dean or whatever they want to do to him could have so done that because then there's another question isn't there are the people who were voting for these films are they are they watching? Are them? they racist and sexist, or are they just not watching or appreciating or understanding what good films are anymore? Yeah. Um, I I think maybe you don't even need to split the two. You yeah. Be, but you know yeah. what I mean. Like I think both. It's like a Venn diagram, and in yeah. the middle of that is people that decide the Oscar yeah. votes. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be good content, actually. Yeah. Damn, we should have done that. Because I saw I saw someone uh, tweet about Greta Gerwig saying, you know, she's a a white middle class person. She's friends with so many, you know, famous people of, mm-hmm. of the academy. She's mad. And she's Her still. She's got a kid right? to um, Noah Bornback. They're together, aren't they? Yeah, and, they she, together, yeah, yeah. and she still and like she still can't get a directed nomination as a, as a, as a woman. As a woman, yeah. um, which is also just the film itself. Like the fact that it, I mean, I'm not saying it, but oh. I don't. You know, I it's trust a, your guys. She, she has got an adapted um, adapted screenplay nomination. Yeah. Um, so she has got some recognition, but let's be real here. She does. I think she deserves more credit than that. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Anyway, what um, I should say is Oscar-wise, it's never ever the be-all and end-all, is no. it? No. It should be a fun little thing to see who gets an award. And yeah. See, but it becomes yeah. a massive competition and then one film's not as good as the other and what the hell, Joaquin Phoenix is To, to be honest, I, th- yeah. I, think, I think at the, the point, at this stage, uh-huh. I think people do just want that kind of broad recognition of I different agree. cultures and different ethnicities mm. and different, well, sexes. Hopefully that's the way it starts to go, though. Yeah, across. yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, Parasite is getting a lot of recognition, so. Yeah. Uh, as, as well, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of uh, foreign um, animated films. I Lost yeah. My Body has Must been nominated really for good. Best Animated Feature. Uh-huh. Klaus is Scandinavian writers anyway, so... Did you watch yeah. that, Liam, didn't you? Yeah. I watched some of it in first <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I won't, I'm not going to watch yeah. it now. It's not Christmas anymore. I'm not going to yeah, watch okay. it Christmas Yeah, that's true. Go. I'll watch it next year. Yeah. But, but um, I, I just want to add, before we move on, mm-hmm. from the Adam Sandler thing. Um, I'm excited for this. Like, he... what the, the, I think the annoy, what makes Adam Sandler a worse like not actor but like person to be in films is the fact that like that isn't the first time he's been excellent in the he's film he's got it in him man and he really has and and like I I found it a laugh when he said like if he doesn't get nominated he's going to make like the worst film of all time <laughs> he probably Just, like, will that's kind of like that's, that is kind of a laugh and I feel like he doesn't like care that much but yeah. how I'm, it must I'm be frustrating the... to be able to put in a performance like that yeah and like you know you can't ever put an, I imagine you can't ever put in a performance and then be like this is going to get me a, non- a nomination but he just so deserve. He just so deserves one, and I think his yeah. 
I think he's, I feel like his back catalogue has gone against him in the fact that, yeah, the, you know, I mean, comedy isn't massively represented in like the Oscars really anyway. Yeah, never mind shit comedy. And, and yeah, and, but in general, like for to see, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it, it might have mean. gone against him a little bit. But I, if you haven't seen, so there's one Adam Sandler film that I really like. It's called Rain Over Me. And he puts in an yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, amazing yeah, performance in movie, that. He can yeah. really, yeah, he can really, really he's, do he, he it. He can really act. My horror stories, stories, yeah. He's, he's, my God, is he good in that. And the film yeah, that Connor that. is going to definitely do on the podcast soon is Punch, Punch Drunk, Drunk Love, which I absolutely adore. I've been yeah, saving this it. film for the podcast for months now, and I'm, yeah. I'm super excited. Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson does an Adam Sandler comedy. It's mad. Chef's kiss. That's a dream. Yeah, it's so good. So shall we end on who we think... Our personal opinion is should win okay. um, best picture. We'll go with because we have there's two things we haven't picked, touched on with okay. screenplay and picture. So we'll just decide our own personal opinion on picture and screenplay oh, okay. from what we've seen. Original screenplay or adapted? Uh, original. I didn't even know there was two categories. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> keep listening to the first thing film club <laughs> podcast for more. Hot Especially takes. for the Oscar Oscar um, special. So let's go with best picture was Ford versus Ferrari. Connor, yep. The Irishman. Jo- I wonder what you're going to pick. Jojo <laughs> Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time, or Parasite. What would you... So Parasite what do you- is the only film of those that I've not yeah. saw. Hopefully that that will be amended soon. So original screenplay, I would love it to go to Knives Out. <sighs> uh, okay, cool. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know Connor yeah, wants yeah, it to go to Marriage enough. Story. To be fair, I wouldn't mind Knives Out or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, really. I think... Marriage Story or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for the what, which for, for which original, one original screenplay okay for All best right. picture oh yeah. no go, you, do you want to do screenplay sorry look yeah well yeah I'll go um uh, I think I'd like Knives Out to win it Ooh. I think I'd like Knives Out to you win know it. what give Ryan Johnson some credit full stop man he, he did I, I just imagine that in terms of when you I mean I haven't seen a couple yeah. 1917 and Parasite but I imagine. That must have been so hard to write and to write well. And like knives out. Oh, yeah, yeah, knives yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, so let's move on. So yes. what do you think? What would you like to win the screenplay? What did you say? Um, uh, you said knives out, didn't you? Sorry. Knives yeah. out for adapted and I'd love Little Women to win. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Little Women for Adapted and yeah. Knives Out for Original would be okay. my go to. Okay. Best picture? Best picture. Um Connor, do you want to give us yours? I feel like it's you could do this in, in, in it's such a three cliche, seconds. But it has I, I, I think the Irishman in in twenty years time will be dying as a classic. I don't uh, know. Mate. Of, Honestly, I I, I, no I swear to God, I think it. the Netflix factor plays a massive part in it because you don't know what, what where streaming is going to be at in mm. twenty years time. I agree with so you. So I, I don't know. I, I well, don't when Criterion released that that the Irishman exclusive, trust me, it it will be remembered. For me, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should win Best Picture. Oh, I'd love that as well. I think I think they'll be rem- they'll be remembered because. If even if Netflix isn't the thing, yeah. it's still gonna exist as a movie that and Scorsese's you know what I mean because people, all the way that younger generations see films from yeah. older generations' time period is that just like their parents or their family show them them mm-hmm. so it's gonna exist, isn't it somewhere? So people are still gonna be able to watch it and show like their family and stuff like you know I imagine oh yeah you know whoever if I love it I'll sh- you know show children yeah yeah children all that stuff yeah exactly so what would um, you like for best picture sorry look um, well I haven't seen a few of these so uh, I mean I feel like whatever you know, like then what it's you quite like? hard I yeah. think maybe maybe marriage story but then it's only because I've maybe because I've seen it recently and yeah. but then I, I just think it's going to be either it's probably going to be 1917 
And then the next closest one for me is probably the Irishman. Bro, just... I imagine Joker wins. Imagine. Oh, anyway. it'll be but it'll be Rami Malek winning fucking best actor all over again, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh my god. He was good in that though, to be fair. Hot take. Oh, I don't think he I was didn't at like all. the film. He, he was, was very right. good in that. Right. What do you want to be what if you if you were Mr. Oscar? <laughs> Hello, Oscar. What would you pick to win Best Picture? Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Or Little Women. Oh, good on you. Yeah. Fair enough. That's awesome. A bit of the um, Oscar, a bit of Oscar chat for you. A bit of lovely Oscar chat. Um, we've, I think we're gonna try, like we've we've got an idea in mind to kind of do a bit of a semi-drunken Oscars podcast I, where we just yeah. all watch the Oscars the having Oscar bevs and cast. talk about it. Yeah. And then um, some dickhead, a la me, will have to try and edit it down and make it. <laughs> honestly, the concise. one concern I had about that was like, how, how the know? hell are we gonna edit this thing? I think it'd be funny. It will be funny. That'd be great. Funny. Even if it, even be if funny. you just have to release it as a four-hour thing, if anyone gives a fuck. And I'm also probably going to do some, in, some some drunk Instagram live Instagram stories live as well. So yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so keep keep an eye out for some like. What's Oscar that go-to stuff. drink? Because I'm well into drinking Stella at the minute. So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, wow. When, when a topic in the news comes up, let's just remember Liam. Said he likes to drink Stella. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, if we start if we if we start scrapping because uh, one, <laughs> one of you don't one of you don't agree with one of my Oscars opinions um, when we've had a couple of drinks. You know what? I'd like I've got I'd a bottle of Prosecco make... at home that I got for Christmas and also quite want to drink Disarano on this night. Like it feels a little classy. Disarano and Prosecco. Hey, we could make cocktails. I Let's think... talk about this off air, do you reckon? Why don't we put it We to always the complain about why these podcasts are so long. Let's put it to the people. Yeah. On the first take Instagram. All right, we're going to put on our Instagram. Saying. What should we drink? What, what should we drink? Stella, yeah. Negroni, or Disarano. <laughs> I am scared for the fact that Stella's going to win because it's the more it's the more lols. Um, all right, so that's Oscar stuff. Uh, Liam, do you want to like quickly, you've got a few pieces of news that you yeah, think are pretty interesting, don't you? So um, you yeah, uh, it came out last night. Tanaka Waititi has been approached to make a Star Wars film. He's already worked on one of the episodes of The Mandalorian, um, oh, yeah. which it hasn't been released yet over here till March, mm. but apparently it's great. Uh, we're actually covering Tanaka Waititi today. Oh, Tanaka Waititi! <laughs> <laughs> um, on um, Jojo Rabbit, yeah. with Jojo Rabbit. Um, and we all love him, right? So this could only be a good thing, or could it be a bad thing? What do we think, guys? I think it, it's. A, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Connor? I disagree. Only <laughs> in do, the fact yeah. that I think I like what Taika Waititi did in the Marvel universe, and this might be the, the argument to what I'm about to say. But I, when you have creators like Taika Waititi, let him do original things. I think you probably could do that in the realms of of Star Wars, because at the end of the day. When you just put a Star Wars title on things, no matter what how fucking good or shit it is, people are gonna go see it. Look yeah. at the films that have came out recently. Yeah. However, I I prefer the stuff that he's done, like what we do in the shadows, or Hunt for the Wilder People, or Boy, yeah. that are a bit more personal to things mm. like. But uh, I think I, I think when you say let him do, I, I think he could. As long, I mean, it's studios let him do a film where he fucking played Hitler. Like I, I think he's got yeah. that part. You're he right. would You're as right. long as it was a good. I mean, he can clearly write. Mm. So. I think studios are going to let him do what he wants. I think this thing about like we've discussed this, and I agree about original like content and, ori- yeah. and originality, but also like what's why should if he thinks he can? Imp- I mean, Star Wars is very. Is it the last point four right or now? five Star Wars films have been haven't been like maybe Force Awakens was, but absolute smashes where everyone's gone that's boss yeah i'm so glad we had a big break around rise of skywalker because i could have gone i so i'm really glad we didn't cover in it on that mm-hmm. film. yeah um, but, but i just think i just think it's like he he could 
I think he, he would make a Star Wars film or I kind of hope it's not made when I go and see I hope it. it's not a trilogy I think he could make a Star Wars film that yeah, I think brought people back cool. to the table I think they've got a, I think Star Wars at the minute have a serious problem uh, with I think bringing in they well bringing or allegedly bringing in Kevin Feige they want to bring in Taika Waititi or who have well Kevin Feige is the master of the MCU Waititi has directed one and is about to direct direct his second MCU film I think Star Wars if they're going down this route are going to end up copycat it's like all going to become complete, one big fucking yeah, homogenized yeah it mess, will and it? obviously Disney own all of it so they can probably you know pick oh. and choose from all these different parts but if I'm watching Star Wars, I don't want to watch Star Wars' version of Guardians of the Galaxy because that's what it'll end up being, a hundred percent. I don't know if it will. Well, I think I, I think I, he's I, got more integrity than that. I don't know if it will. I, I I agree. I agree that I'd rather see something that wasn't just twenty five films of the Star Wars universe, yeah. like MCU. But <laughs> honestly, but I, I, just, I just yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't want that. But like, I I just think. Star Wars is different to Marvel because so many different types of people enjoy Marvel. Marvel, I, I think it's different where Star Wars, Star Wars fans are so pricky and precious over Star Wars that Di- Disney now know. They had to just basically cancel a fucking entire film, which, by the way, was probably the best film out of the last trilogy uh, in um, The Last Jedi. It just it just was. Yeah, it was right. the most interesting, yeah, and I yeah. I enjoyed the Force Awakens more, uh-huh. but in this only because I went to the cinema, watched it. It was a real popcorn movie. It was great fun. Plus, but in terms of Star reinventing the, the wheel, time, yeah. the Last Jedi was just Different. was the most interesting since probably fucking Empire, Empire yeah. maybe, and yeah, it, it made some mental mistakes, yeah. but it, it basically went. The fans can't just dictate this, and you've got to eventually get out of the funk of we're just going to make the same Star Wars film again and again and again. And then they just went back on that. But I feel like now they've got they, they have got a problem, and it's the fact that yeah. Star Wars fans are the fucking worst. I also mate. think <laughs> I think you've got a factor in that. So I know this is about strictly about what Taika Waititi would do in Star Wars, but I think it, it's more than that. If you, if it, if Star Wars still operates in this weird thing where we have to do a trilogy of films that have to have one carrying, I know the Skywalker saga is meant to be over, and thank fuck it is. Mm, yeah. But if you're gonna do this thing where you, oh there's a new trilogy and another trilogy that comes after that, don't please don't do that. Let look look what went wrong with fucking DC movies. They tried to plan all this ahead instead of making standalone films that might you might be able to which tie together. Which Inferno rectified definitely which to do that. And maybe that's right. how you address the Star Wars issues. Make one-off films. With people like Taika Waititi with an interesting voice, mm. and see where you go from there. Yeah, some would argue that the uh, the latest trilogy are all standalone films anyway, because it's not fucking cohesive at all. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, and I think therein lies the problem. Yeah, it's like a I don't know identity that you take on when you become this. Because I if guess that so. makes sense, fair game. I'm not arsed. If it's just like what one you mean, like a dude um, that keeps fucking regenerating as <laughs> a new yeah, version Doctor Doctor yeah. Bond. Yeah, Doctor I'm, who? then I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I'm not really arsed. Once again, James Bond has lost a lot of interest for me. Mm. Cool. That's one of some on brand. That's a very on brand interesting yeah. piece of news. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the films because I feel like this has already been like half an hour worth of oh, yeah. chatting. Content. So. Um, what do you want to do first? We haven't even discussed this. We have no agenda, by the way, guys. We're just kind of um, gonna gonna. How just... do you feel about Jojo Rabbit first? Yeah, we'll start with jo- yeah we'll start with Jojo Rabbit. So, okay. um, okay, do you want me to sum up Jojo Rabbit? Please. Yeah. So Jojo Rabbit basically uh, it's a film uh, written ad- adapted written um, and directed by Taika Waititi. Um, it's a film about a uh, it's set in nineteen forty something forty two forty three forty four one of them yeah. Um, 
towards the end of the war, isn't it? About a boy who is in the Hitler Youth and he's also got a and he's like he's in the Hitler Youth and he's like he's a fanatic. He's yeah, he's banging to yeah, like he's, he's banging the to the Nazis. Of the Hitler yeah, Hitler youth. He, he really it. is. Yeah, he loves it and like <laughs> and he's got an um, he's got a an imaginary friend. What does I say? Called Hitler. It's Hitler. Like it's not called <laughs> Hitler. He is Hitler. Um, and it's about this kid's kind of I suppose journey to discovering that like the Nazis aren't like all it's cracked up to be really like he's been kind of brainwashed in that way that like you could probably tell a kid anything and eventually a few years later he'll be banging into it um it's his it's about his journey to go from like kind of this like young fanatic within the Hitler youth to um accepting that it's just not right and not fine um through a number of things that happen along the way mm. um I think in terms of without going into the story, which we'll go into in a minute. I think that's probably just an all right summary, isn't it, really? Taika Waititi plays Hitler. Yeah. That's pretty funny as well. It's yeah. um it's just it's like we should probably discuss like the actual genre is like satire and comedy. Yeah. And a bit of drama. It's and yeah, so they call it an, anti hate satire. Um so it's not like you, you if you if you haven't heard of it and you listen to this and you're thinking it doesn't sound very tasteful to have just Taika Waititi playing Hitler. Mm-hmm. It's a satire. It is a satire. Um on that note, I've spoke for a little while. Liam, mm-hmm. do you wanna um do you wanna give me so this is all our first take. Do you wanna give your first take on the film? Okay, so my first take. Right. I've watched this film twice. So I don't know, maybe I'm cheating a little bit. I didn't know this. Yeah, I've I've watched I've watched this film yeah. twice. So but I'm gonna talk about how I felt after the first time I watched cool. it. And I might mention how I felt the second time after. But the first time I watched it, I was left feeling a little bit disappointed mm-hmm. um i don't know it just didn't it it didn't feel i don't know what i was expecting to feel i think i was expecting to feel kind of i don't know maybe a bit of like happy and uplifted and i i, I don't know i've obviously it's a film about war and well during it's a film set during the war it's a film about the nazi youth i guess mm-hmm. but it's taika waititi and I just assumed that there would be a lot more kind of happiness. I don't know. I thought they were going to try and make it a bit happier. I don't... I know what you mean. Did you, did you find the tone quite off? The, the off tone was really... Strange. That Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. The tone is really difficult to work out. Um, it's it, The tone is actually all over the place. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's really dark, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's actually important to have them dark moments, considering the the, the subject of the film. <coughs> but yeah. I think they work really well as well. By the way, the the the, 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 the big the yeah the big the big kind of dark moments do work really well. Yeah. Um, I just think it's hard watching it for the first time, knowing or trying to understand or figure out for yourself where you feel comfortable laughing at. I don't know because it's so kind of mean. like. We, n- none of us are, are Jewish. Obviously, Taika Waititi is Maori and Jewish, so he's you know, obviously that's why he's done this film because he's he he has his point of view, his perfect point of view. Really, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't know coming where I can come in from it. From, <laughs> I can't get my words out. You do, do you know what I mean though? But yeah, from, I, do, I, from, I, think I, I, I do. I from, don't feel the same, but I do know from, what you mean. From yeah, like yeah. from a white non-religious point of view, wa- watching this film sometimes I don't know where I should be feeling comfortable to laugh there yeah. are some points that feel a little bit like because there are some points in this in watching the film where people in the cinema were laughing and i was like oh, i don't think you should be laughing at that really 
I know I, what you mean. I don't. Yeah, I don't agree. There was anything that you shouldn't laugh at, and, no, I, and I, I think in I my think in my opinion. So I know what you mean, and only because like I think it's hard, really. Like I have a opinion on. I'm quite a comedy ads, and I I have an opinion on comedy. It's not like you can joke about anything, but like it's often jokes aren't. It's how you do, but often jokes also aren't. If they're about a di- if they're involved in a difficult situation, they're not often at the difficult situation. Mm. So, like in this case, especially, uh, let's have an example. Because I was thinking I was going to say none of the jokes are, are, are like at the expense. Thing, are we going to spoil this film? Yeah, we've, okay, we've we got two to, really. Haven't we? I know, yeah. I know. I was just wondering because if we want to talk about the bit, the big thing that I mentioned, yeah. then fair enough. But no, yeah, well, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, but I think there's no jokes aimed at the Jew- the Jewish religion at all like the the bits that you may think like mm, i'm not sure about that is so as you go through there's a lot of how the nazis depict the jewish people as yeah. being like monsters rats yeah. having all these mad but yeah. it may feel jarring at the beginning but as you go on and the way they yeah, describe the I hitler sorry the way they describe the jewish religion and jewish people yeah. about having all these mad superpowers while they can control people like it's so caricatured that it's that's why it's satire yeah. i think if they hadn't gone so wild with that you, you may be like but i think a lot of people have got a discomfort about laughing about I, a situation when you're not actually thinking well the joke isn't yeah. aimed at I don't the, know. isn't aimed at the victim it's aimed at the the, the, the power I, almost, isn't I it? I think that's the issue. Yeah, really. I don't know if mine was totally that. I just think that every single Nazi in this film are made out to be idiots and stupid and ridiculous. And yet they are responsible for millions and millions and millions of deaths. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it just didn't... I, I don't know. It just... I. It didn't sit right in parts for me. Mm-hmm. Some of the Some of the kind of comedic... Beats, so what? So why? This is. A, I think it's actually very. I hadn't thought about this type of thing. This is a very interesting film well, to discuss. Actually, you, why do you think? Why do you think it isn't okay to laugh at laugh at the the Nazi movement for being stupid and ridiculous and idiots? And I know they caused so much harm. No, but th- history is on the side of the fact that they are, they were ridiculous. Oh, they were awful. Yes. They were no, dickheads. No, no. Yeah, yeah. No, on, I know, I know that. And no, no, and that's not a pointed like me going like why, why, why. But I mean, like literally, like where's it no, coming I know, from? I, I, I don't know. I just found it because ultimately they are absolutely terrifying and scary. Everything they did was horrible, horrific, and I don't know if I'm just not used to that kind of comedy. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's it. That's... Maybe that's it. And that that was the first time I watched it. Anyway, I'd, I when I watched it for the second time, I did actually. I think I, I laughed a bit more. I like cried a bit more. Mm-hmm. I I kind of appreciated the film a bit yeah. more for what it was. But for the first time I watched it, it was jarring in those senses that I didn't quite. Not that I didn't agree. Maybe I didn't agree. I don't know. It was just a, a difficult one. I think I was just totally confused about how I should be feeling. Yeah, yeah. At times, well, watching that's this film. that's fine. I mean, I can say like I don't agree with you, but at the end of the day. Like you know, you're not. You went into the film, saw it, and then those were your first reactions. Yeah. So that is fully, le- like, fully legit. Yeah, fully I'm just like saying the reason why I don't agree, but I you are right to feel. To you you are right to feel that way, though. Yeah, when I got out of the cinema yesterday, I, I felt a bit just confused. Oh yeah, you all. saw it yesterday, yeah. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Oh, that fact again, thanks to Lucy and the guys at Fact for sorting me out. It was <laughs> that's so, awesome. It's so that's awesome. I, I love it so much. Um, I, so 
I think I would I would probably recommend this film to the majority of people that mm. I know. If if you like films, go and definitely go and check it out. And especially somewhere like Fact where they'll I saw it in the box as well. I don't know if you sat in the box in fact, but it's really I haven't. Is that where the sofas? Yeah, the sofas. Oh man, that looks so sick. It's really cool. Um so anyway, I I was in yesterday and and I kinda thought I don't know, I think the first twenty minutes I find really uncomfortable not uncomfortable in terms of subject matter, but uncomfortable in terms of tone um and where it's going and especially this is such a strange criticism for me because I'm such a fan of his, but I didn't really enjoy Taika Waititi as Hitler. And I've got a kind of thing I, I, I really want to talk about. If you're familiar with his style, like I'd say all three of us are, mm. we're all big, massive fans of, of Taika Waititi. I think I'm nervous for him. And I said this to Liam when I got back last night. I'm nervous that his style might become a gimmick and become something that will be used to kind of poke fun at him if his films don't continue to succeed and I think this one is mm, I'm not saying it is the start of, of a, a downfall I, mm-hmm. I fucking hope Touchwood it isn't but when it comes to what he's going to take on next everything looks pretty cool Th- Thor Love and Thunder I'm, uh, <laughs> Love and Thunder I'm excited for mm-hmm. um, he's, di- he's directing a reboot of Akira which is going to be I think it's going to be awesome but his humour is starting to become a bit I know where things are going to go. I know where jokes are going to go. And it felt a little bit too predictable. I think that's one of the things that kind of took me out of Mm. it a little bit. This is uh, like the least critically acclaimed film that he's released thus far. But I think it's to do with the subject matter, if I'm honest. Yeah, but the the, the audience, the audience, no, not definitely, but the audience score is still really high for this film. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I I don't know if I agree 100%, Connor, because I think that he's going to have. He's going to have his audience no matter what. It's more a concern than a, than a, uh, than I think it, that's how it's going to mm. play out. I'm I'm worried mm. that that might happen. I don't I know. The only reason I really don't agree with you is because this wasn't. If this was a complete dud, yeah. an, an absolute dud, yeah. like one star, then I'm okay. I'm right. Yeah, maybe. No. But because this is, some people give it five stars. Some people give it one. Yeah. And some people think you know probably like me. I'm kind of in the middle. Mm. Like. I think and I don't I, I think it's still quite a quite a good film. I don't yeah. think it suggests that he's on any kind of or you know, I don't think he's any on any kind of downfall really or is you I'm know. just saying that it hypothetically it planned out or it panned out that his film starts to take a, a dip in in the audience score rate and whatever you look at. This might be the one that is seen as the kind of the catalyst for that to happen. Mm. I don't think it is personally, mm-hmm. but it might be the one that is because it, it's but so it's, polarizing. But it's that, and I actually quite like the fact that people really, really like this film or, or find it kind of offensive. Mm. But I think the people that find it offensive aren't reading it properly, yeah, or they mm. might be from a background, uh, e.g., a Jewish background, and have kind of uh, hard issues talking about something like the Holocaust, which yeah. is mm. massive. It's a, it's a, yeah, no one really like. No one's really wrong, which is what I kind of mm. meant when I was saying like I wasn't like having a go at you like. Not oh, no, like, fine. in my opinion, not getting. <laughs> no, it. yeah, I know. But you know I, what no, I mean? Honestly, like, honestly, no I one's. I think, especially in this situation, no one's really got a like a wrong opinion. I yeah. just, I, I wonder think this whether is good for film though, having a film that is so it's such a good talking mm-hmm. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I wonder I whether last night ahead, with, yeah. with with Anna, my <laughs> now my girlfriend's been a long long four weeks. Things have happened in my life. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <Things have happened>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also bought some new shoes. If anyone's interested in that, too. <laughs> I did as well. What'd oh, you get? I, I bought a pair of Doc Martens. They're coming tomorrow. Oh, dude, yeah, you're I'm a Doc Martin dude. I'm never gonna. Thomas going through a phase where he's spending money he doesn't have. So. Oh, oh please. aren't we all? <laughs> 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 my, my phase has lasted since I was 21. So. That's, um, um, 
so yeah, I saw it last night. She's not really into film, and even she had points to discuss about it. And I thought, okay, well, this That's is good. this is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Getting a film finally. I, 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 I'm, it's an original film that people give a fuck about and want to talk about, mm. even if they don't. Uh, it's it. adapted from a book. Okay, well, uh, by original I mean, have you saw anything like this apart from well, a film I'm going to bring up later that I think is really it comparable? Yeah, that one. No, I've saw that too. That's okay. really cool. But well, we'll get on to that later. I, my, I just want to bring, before we move on, I just want to bring a point up about, so, about his type of humour. Um, this is the biggest film he's done so far. Oh, no, so, like, I, see, I say, no, maybe not. Maybe uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. But in terms of, like, a film that, he's gone into Disney yeah. and Marvel and Ragnarok, he's moulded he's moulded it into his own thing okay. in parameters really, isn't it? Yeah. This is like, yeah, this is kind of what you would say like inverted commas, his own movie. I think though, his audiences are getting larger, therefore there are going to be more people who are going to be like, oh, you know what, three star. Massively agree with you. I think as long as, so I am like a, I'm a, you know, I think he's maybe my favorite filmmaker, my favorite writer. I, I, I just, I, I love him, I and love his humor is brilliant. I, th- I still, I went in and literally came out and was like, "That's my favorite film I've seen the cinema I in it's into my two top or three years." Away. Yeah, straight away it yeah. was, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and I didn't see any of it, and I'm going to see it again tomorrow. So I'm, this may, I, I, I'm really glad that you have said what you've said because I will probably go into it, looking to enjoying it, but also like thinking about what you've said. Yeah. But I just think in terms of like his audiences are getting bigger and his comedy, it is it is a little bit nicher than like what I you agree. may accept as Hollywood comedy being a bit more slapstick or or, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So I think people are going to be a bit like, oh, that's a bit jarring because it is a bit stranger, isn't it? It's a bit more unusual comedy yeah. than you would expect because it's from, it's literally, that is literally... It's New Zealand comedy. It's like it's it's flight the concourse. It's very New Zealand. Yeah. It's very like Jermaine Clement, Brett McKenzie type thing, and that could easily just be. I mean, I agree with you with the reviews mm-hmm. of people who are just. I I just think where the reviews come from are a big indicator about like, is this person even a is he a film fan? Do, do, do they know? Yeah, there's been a couple what of the, that... the aim of this film is because there's people you know tabloids. I'm not interested, mate. Yeah. Like. There's certain people, certain film journalists I love, like I, whatever, whatever, whenever they review a film, even if they agree with me, don't agree with me, I agree with them, whatever. Um, I'll, I'll always read their their reviews. Yeah. Even like even if I'm not, I'm not. I don't even attend to see in the film. I just want to see what they say about mm. it and, and hear how they talk about it. And there's been certain people like Peter Bradshaw, Robbie Collin, who really did not enjoy this. Yeah, film. I saw Peter Bradshaw. I can see where they're coming from. Uh, but I can also see why you love it so much. Some of the things that Peter Bradshaw said, though, when I, I I'm not massive on Peter Bradshaw, but some of the things he said, I just was like, I think I'm quite fair into. I, I don't. I'm not worried about liking things that I even know are a bit shit. Yeah. Like you know, I watch film. Like there's films, definitely. My favorite film is about time, and like that's very three and a half to four. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. outstanding. I agree with you. I'm not worried about. You know, I'm not <laughs> it's worried a good about. Movie. I like it, it is a, a good lot, film, man. yeah. It's a really good movie. But I'm not worried about like what, like what, like what, what things that people say. like. It's shite. Yeah. And I, I'll be like, that's boss, that you know. Yeah, exactly. But there were things in there that I was very, uh, as a level-headed fan of this movie, was just like that's just. I just that's straight up don't agree with that, and it's wrong. And I can't. I, I wish I'd like look through it again this yeah. morning. Um, we'll get. I think we'll, we'll get on to the actual film a bit more but yeah, I yes. remember the first thing Liam said to me when, when I I think I saw you in work maybe the next day after you saw it and he said I see where people why people love this film. I mm. can totally see that I see why people don't like that film yeah. and I agree with you massive I, yeah. that's that's how I see the film I, I 
see it in terms of how polarizing it is in terms of subject matter. I don't, I don't even think there's an issue with it. Yeah. But in terms of reception, I can understand it. I think I sit somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But I still think if you like cinema, go watch it. It's a really cool movie. Yeah. Well, I think, um, oh, go on, Liam, sorry. So I was just going <coughs> to actually move on. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to uh, say, what do we make of the, the child actors? So we've got Roman Griffin Davis as Jojo. Jojo yeah. And then uh, Tomasin McKenzie as Elsa. She's <laughs> awesome. And uh, Archie Yates as Yorkie, who's Jojo's best friend, who looks like Nick Frost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nick Frost in <laughs> waiting. What, what do we what do we make of, of these actors? I know Connor's opinion, so I'll ask you first. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I I am. Um, I think when a child in a comedy, especially, yeah, I think, chi- almost like child acting in a comedy is some of the for me like the best form yeah. of comedy. You I think it's get a pass, I, I think, think it's, it's really comedies you do. Yeah, like yeah. You're allowed, you're allowed to be a little bit. Like you're not. You don't have to be the fucking the next DiCaprio yeah. in a comedy. Yeah, you know, but you're allowed to be a kid because yeah. you're a kid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought they were. I thought they were. Yorkie, Yorkie, Yorkie was just yeah. like Yorkie was the He's jester, the wasn't I he? Didn't. He was the. He was the comedy. You didn't. You went. You didn't. Dig I just. Him. I, I didn't like. Any time he came on, I was a bit like ah. Oh. Every, every time they had a little hug, though, I thought that was so fucking funny and yeah. it's so cute and so warming. But there's certain things. I think because I saw the trailer maybe two or three times, every time I hear him say that line, yeah, it's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi and all that stuff. I, <laughs> I love that. his. I I actually love his delivery of lines. I thought yeah. his, timing, his though, comedic timing fantastic. was great. It's really like it's really mm, really yeah. good. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just the. I don't know. Maybe it was just it was my. I think I like the perspectives of the two kids. So you've got Jojo who like is in the Hitler Youth and then has to leave the front line, at, well, whatever you call it, the front line of Hitler Youth because yeah. he, he's involved in an explosion camp, yeah. trying to prove himself to be like this hard kid. Yeah. Um, and his perspective is like, the Hitler Youth is boss, I want to do anything for the for Mein Fuhrer. <laughs> and also he's got like this, the, 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 a Hitler uh, as a, uh, a, a mate nice type nice, thing. Yeah. But then the perspective of, of Yorkie is very much like, Almost like what's going on at the time, and he's just kind of like, yeah, he's just kind of like la 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 going along, and and that's where that like it's definitely not a great time to be a Nazi is coming from. It's like it's It's so saying what you see. He is, yeah, 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 and it's it's so innocent and like, and he almost commentates on like what Jojo is thinking throughout the film. So like the beats are like where he's coming, he's moving away from like. So he starts off as like a mad Hitler Youth kid, and then he discovers that his mum is um, hiding a young Jewish girl mm-hmm. in, like, the not the cellar, but in, like, the walls of her house. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's, like, not happy about that type thing. And then mm-hmm. as he gets to know the person, which is another, like, iconic beat, as you get to know the person, you get to realise that actually all these things people tell me are not true and it's all in my head and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all that all, unimportant shit. All that no, bullshit. but all that type <laughs> of stuff. And then, but I think that every time you see Yorkie, he's, like, almost, like, up to... Oh, bringing you up you to mean. date with like where, where this Joker kid is, is yeah. in his mind, and, and then when he's like, it. "Oh, it's not very good to be a good time to be a Nazi," is when is when Jojo's a bit like, "Hold on a minute, this Hitler doesn't seem like he's always cracked yeah. up to be really." Um, so like, yeah, I think I, I like he's that. like I the like, layman terms yeah. version, is he? Yeah. And also, he just says some silly jokes, and he's <laughs> he's in that like co- like robot <laughs> costume, and he's like That's hugging so him and stuff. And I just think the relationship there is is nice yeah, yeah it's great it. really it's lovely do, yeah. how surreal is the opening of the film when jojo is running down the street just hail hitler and everyone it's that so is, bizarre yeah. he's so, getting like hyped up so he's trying to hype himself up with his imaginary oh, i hitler. forgot all about that Hi- mate. i forgot hype, all about trying that. to hype himself up and he's going <laughs> hitler's hitler's shouting at him 
saying, I, I need a better Hell Hitler than that. I need a better one than that. And he starts screaming. And he gets so screaming. excited, he and just he like legs so, it out. I felt, so, honestly, that I felt so like uncomfortable, but also found it hilarious yeah. when he's running down the street going, just Hail Hitler, Hail Hitler so to I, everyone. Like I, I only find that, that is it Hail, Hail, Hail Hitler, Hail whatever? Hitler. I only find that bit funny when the Stephen Merchant part. Oh, wow, yeah, that was great. And then, so, uh, that, that scene, the comedy in that scene, first of all, is mm. fucking hell. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Merchant can do no wrong in my eyes. Mm. But when there's like 25 Heil Hitlers and then fucking Sam Rockwell and Alfie Allen come in as well, and it's like, oh, Heil Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like is. You're thinking like, is this not going to go on? It's not going to go on. Mm, yeah. But it does. And I think it pushes the limit of how, how far repetition can be used in comedy. And it just, it, that works perfectly. Yeah, it, it, I think it would be more uncomfortable if they'd have just said it like once because it's very like, oh, that's what would have happened. Mm. But like, it's the fact that they just like it. wind it up and wind it up almost like and then let it go and then it's just like hi, 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 yeah, yeah, like yeah. loads of it um but yeah the beginning of the film is i'd forgot all about yeah, that to be honest with you that funny. is funny that um just want to touch on another kind of it's something that a lot of people have found controversial from it and i didn't personally actually go is on. the um is sam rockwell and alfie allen's characters and their I love that. the insinuation of them being, being gay. a gay couple I love uh, that. within like nazi germany uh, I don't know. I I can't quite understand why people found it offensive or a little bit out of touch. Is what I've seen a lot of people so say. I I read something today about that before we came here. I didn't come across this, by the way, just to put it out there. I'd, I'd never the, the relationship. Well, they were they, gay. They, there's there's no, this one gay, look no. where they they're right <laughs> up in each other's faces, kind of, and they're kind of making eye contact, and it lasts like two or three. Do you not clock the bit at the end when uh, Sam Rockwell's <laughs> character is literally in full on like? Extended eyelashes, cape, no. with with his big gun when he's about to. Run oh yeah, the but line. I just yeah, it's just yeah, flamboyant. But, flamboyant but then it? I just but then also the the Hitler's flamboyant in it, and I think yeah, I, don't I, mean. I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's there cheap, is, there but is, there is, they are meant to be. They, they actually are. Is that right? Yeah, be, uh, I, I didn't notice that. So yeah, yeah. I read something today, and it was people that were already offended by the film anyway. Okay, that because you're joking about Nazis and acting like they're all fucking idiots, this is not okay. More like that was that was their viewpoint. So then, when you the, when the discussion about these two characters being gay and also being Nazis comes up, it's like, oh well, they're just making fun of everything then. And it's like, no, man, relax. It's not that deep. It's really not. No, I agree. It's not that deep now. Because I think I think there I think actually Captain Klesendorf is ca uh, Sam Rockwell's character, and I actually think the fact that he is underrated MVP for me. <laughs> Fuck, he's I, so I think, good in this I movie. Think, I think the fact he is actually gay or a closet is well, he is a really closeted homosexual mm -hmm. in a Nazi Germany. I think the reason he is gay is actually important in the fact that he sympathises with Jojo and also Elsa as well. I think that is you're right. You're you're absolutely right. He's the MVP and Taika Waititi is very funny as 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 imaginary Hitler. But for me, fuck me, Sam Rockwell is absolutely excellent in terms of just he just gets the 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 style of Taika Waititi's humour. Yeah, someone I didn't think. I like the fact that he's not he's not overly involved in overly taker style humor he's kind of a, yeah. a pleasant observer but also like he is involved in some of the funny bits yeah, he, he, i think he just fits that that style so well that he really mm. adapts to it um how about uh scarlett johansson in her oscar nominated role as rosie jojo's mum uh, who is a I, i'll be honest with you i know we i said earlier she should be allowed to have two nominations yeah i don't really i don't think it warrants it when when i watched it i just thought she would she was good in the performance. She's really sweet. She's like, really kind, really funny. The scene yeah. where she pre she pretends to be the dad is really cute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah, I really, really, really like that. And then I think the only bit I got semi, not you emotional, but a little. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, don't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little, not emotional, but I found emotional was um, 
when she gets them up on the chair and how they have a little dance together. That's like mm. the, the Jojo one. What's I can't remember what the mother's called. Rosie. Rosie. Yeah, I thought that was really really sweet. Well, she she's a part of it's a massive part of the story, isn't it? Because yeah. she's a part of the what would you call it resistance to the Nazis? Yeah, or the Free Germany movement. Free Germany think, movement. Yeah. Mm. I, well, she, that's not the title, by the way. Yeah, right. she's sick of war. It's insinuated that her husband is actually a. Um, a German spy yeah. uh, out with, I don't know, whoever, trying to find some information, trying to end the war, essentially. So it's this weird dynamic that Jojo's, both of Jojo's parents are anti-war, trying to essentially get Germany mm. out of the Nazi uh, okay, revolution. Yeah. or pro- yeah. And there's Jojo, this little uh, up-and-coming Well, he's rebelling against youth. his parents, mm. don't you? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an actual, it's a really interesting dynamic. And I think we can't talk about this film without actually talking about the kind of that, that beat, maybe just, just after halfway through the film, where Scarlett Johansson's character is, well... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. For me, right? I, oh, actually, someone, just, just on something on Sam Rockwell, yeah. I didn't understand he was supposed to be gay or closet gay. I thought I wondered whether he was the father of the so kids. I, I thought it was just a halfway through. I don't oh, even really? think it was yeah. that explicit. There's just a little mo- for me. There's a little moment, a little look between them two, and in that you find. Well, when you see it tomorrow, have, have mm, a look. It's in yeah, the, it's when he gets demoted and they're in the office, I think it, there's something in there. I think okay, he yeah. shouts at him and then. He but I thought he was the father. Like, That's what no, I thought it was. There's a photo in the house of the family, and the the yeah. dad is definitely not. Yeah. Sarah okay. Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, as someone that would who really good though. Mm. Oh, you should have wrote the film. I know. Best adapted <laughs> screenplay, Luke Stanley. <laughs> um, speaking of writing, as someone who is obsessed with like looking at scripts and writing scripts and stuff like that, seeing the the writing in this film is really. I don't think it's it's maybe up there, up there. But in terms of bringing things back as little reference points, that I think they use the the like images of Scarlett Johansson, her shoes, like yeah, dancing a lot. So yeah. when you see how Jojo encounters that his mother has died. She's been mm. hung and he walks into yeah. her feet and you mm. see the shoe. You know instantly. And I remember being like, oh, fuck, we yeah. went there. Okay. I think it's really more, I think it's way way more impactful as well because earlier on in the film, uh, he's Jojo and his mother are walking through like the town and mm. then there are the like the five people hanging in the middle of the street. Yeah. And she literally turns his head and says, and look, says, at, look at them. Yeah. Look at, I can't remember what she says after that, but she is like for, like forcing her son to look he at says what around? they do and she says all they could. All they and could. Oh, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then Jojo one. references there's that near the end when he's trying to save Elsa as well. Yeah. Well, I genuinely think that there's some points that are really, that's really, really well, well written. written. Like, yeah, really, like, I, I think. There's a lot of satire, but the re- I think the reason that I, I mean, I, I'm quite comfortable with comedy that goes places that are a little bit like, oh God, like is this, how, is this fine? Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's really respectful to, to like, to the fact that there was a fucking world war and these people have just killed really, millions really and millions of Jewish film. people. Yeah. So I know. I think it's very respectful, and, and the, you're pointing, fi- the finger pointing and the laughing at is at the Nazis who are, you know, fucking awful and they've committed tragedies, but. Like it's respectful of a lot of things that happened in Nazi in Nazi Germany, yeah. like with the hangings and stuff, and with that that line, and with the reality that you can have a mother and a father who are trying to stop this stuff happen, and then and a, a son who is just like he's like supercharged Hitler youth, and yeah. and then there's a you know it, there's lots of realities, but I, I don't think there's ever like pointing fingers at, and laughing at the fact no. that there's a Jewish girl I, trying to hide from death, or there's. You know, I think it's very, I thought it's one of the most respectful, like, if you're going to make a film, that's why I disagree so much with the, with the, like, reviews that are, like, one, two star, or, like, this is 
not great, it's not good, it shouldn't be made, because it's so, it's funny and respectful, and those things are allowed to run parallel with the, each other. Yeah, there's what there's one thing, I don't know if it was Peter Bradshaw's review, or if it was the Robbie other, Collin. Robbie Collin, who made a really, a really, so, no, actually, it's not solid or strong, in my opinion, he just made a really powerful argument from yeah. his point of view, mm-hmm. how... It was really the film was really offensive towards the Holocaust, and I couldn't see. I don't um, see where it. that I, point. I, if was I, the Holocaust, I don't want to cut you off here. Okay, I, I that's it, but that's I, I feel like there's only so much we can talk about how much we disagree with this. But that was the main issue for me as well. So after watching this film, I was like, "Where the fuck did his that come point? Yeah, I know. Where is the, where was is it disrespectful because it didn't mention the Holocaust? Because it because it, cause it doesn't sure. mention the I think Holocaust. It's, I think it once again is how they depict Nazis, and it's like you shouldn't joke. <laughs> I don't even think he explicitly said they shouldn't joke about this, but it's pretty much inferred between the lines that it's a bit it's a bit too much yeah. to joke about. I think that's kind of partly where the first time I watched the film, what my confusion yeah. came from, thinking, how should I feel? Because I actually yeah. watched the film after listening to him talk about ah, how he... You? Yeah, that's when I... Because I actually listened to him talk about that film on Five Live. Yeah. Um, I'd be really on, interested on the, on the film that, yeah. You know what? It's, it's <clears> so... Like, Hearing another perspective. That yeah, I enjoy hearing another. Yeah, it's really yeah. Good I'd see, I don't know if maybe listening to him actually influenced influenced something. my kind of. Experience Did you listen to him before you watch it the first time? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's hard as well if you respect. Well, not respect is a, a strange term, but if you really value someone's opinion, mm. even if they yeah. disagree with you, it can be strange. Um, I think we'll move on in two minutes. I just want yeah. to talk about the last, maybe, fifth of the film, not even the last third. Okay, where like. He start, uh, um Jojo starts to realise that this uh, Nazi stuff isn't necessarily all it's cracked up to be, and he starts to. F- he notices he's fallen in love with is it Elsa, mm-hmm. um, and then, because w- it all comes together because he's reading the letters and that's quite emotional, and it comes together when he's like he's going to decide to help her try and escape. Mm-hmm. Th- that happens alongside the fact that he hasn't spoke to his mate yet, and he's saying that the war's lost, basically, and Hitler's killed himself. And I think it all starts to come together where he's like, well, these people have have, have killed me mum. My dad's in a war, I don't know where he is, and Hitler's just killed himself. And it, and then he realised, oh, wait, these aren't my these aren't my mates, are they? These aren't my heroes. And that's when he's like, yeah. fuck you, Hitler, and kicks him out the window, and that's that. And yeah. I, I thought that bit was excellent. It was, but I did, I did, like, it, I didn't find, in terms of how it all plays out, I don't think that's funny. But I laughed at it. Do you know? It's hard. To I not think laugh at what it I li- yeah. what I liked about it was because I think a lot of the humor was not necessarily clever, but it was all like low key, and there was like the high Hitler high Hitler yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very. Explicit. I think it needed yeah, yeah. a very fuck you Hitler. Yeah. Almost like it yeah. need, it just needed that thing that everyone wants like everyone to F-bomb. say. Just say it because every like one F bomb in a twelve yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think bring? I liked the emotion of Sam Rockwell's character, both bailing out Elsa by not. Dobbin in that she was a sister. So mm. the way it works is the Nazis come round to El- and see Elsa, and she pretends to be yeah. a German girl to obviously just not get fucking yeah. murdered, basically. And Sam Rockwell's character notices something is awry and just doesn't dob her in. I thought she is a German girl. Oh, no, he pretends. No, German yeah, girl. sorry, yeah. I mean, like, she pretends oh, to right. be his sister. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And and then um, oh. Jojo is out, isn't he? And then sees Sam Rockwell, and he gets kind of brought through, and they're all being brought together when the Allies come and. Yeah, um, come into town, and he rags the jacket off Jojo, and just um, pushes him away ruthlessly, like not even like in the kind way. He literally just like get away from me. He say he saves his life, and it's so emotional. It's it's so lovely, and then he's going through like running around the town in that. 
what did you think? What did you think about that last bit? Because I think it, the tone does change and it moves from like it's a lot sweet. I think it's a lot sweeter. I think and it, one... it, it portrays the fact that you've got these people who are just fucking knobheads so... and who agree with the Nazi idea and regime, and then yeah. you've got people who are kind of They're like if if he's a gay man. Yeah. He's caught up in it. He can't fucking say anything because if he does, they'll just kill him. That's well, fine. They'll just kill I, him. I always wondered why he got... So he was like... It starts off with him saying uh, he commanded some battle and he was like, well, why, why aren't I there? And then I don't think he answers it. It's a rhetorical mm. question. Like, mm. Potentially someone higher up knows that he, he, uh, he's yeah. gay. And okay, that's why yeah. he's being demoted. Potentially. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. There's but what did you make about that last... So, so I just want to make sure we get on to... <laughs> Get yeah. on to Mario's story, yeah. but that, I think the ends and my f- I want to talk about my favorite scene, which is the last so, shot, basically. But so I just want to talk about yeah the end. <laughs> so oh, you, what, by the way, yeah, yeah. as soon one as the, it happened, I was like, let's look. Yeah, one anyways. of the bits, one of the bits from the end, which I don't think I think was a, kind of pointless and a little bit off off beat mm. uh, with kind of the the flow of the the ending, where obviously Germany have lost, yeah. um, and Elsa is technically now safe, and Jojo tells her straight away that Germany won the war. Mm. And I, I just thought it oh, was... Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pointless. I thought it was pointless. Like, I understand yeah, why. Yeah, I, yeah, I, of yeah, course yeah. I understand why, because he didn't want her to... In that to moment, leave. he didn't want her to leave. Yeah. But I don't know. I just tonally, I don't know, that little bit just didn't fit right in what I they... I think I know what you mean, actually. Like, it didn't fit right, because you're going for this, like, really happy ending, and then there's this one little kind of, like, offbeat where he's like, I don't know. Like, I think because it's from the perspective of a kid, that's how that's how a kid. That's would, how a kid would yeah. react. No, no. I, I, I think and the fact that this kid's lost. I mean, he hasn't lost his dad, lost but he's definitely lost his mum. He lost, lost everyone yeah. who cares yeah. for him. Yeah. I think I know what you mean. Um, I, 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 yeah. It, it definitely. I was definitely like, okay, like mm-hmm. what's going to happen now? And not really comes from that sentence. No, really, he, no, does he it? literally kind of changes his mind. Mm. He realizes he's been a dick two seconds later, and yeah, t- and like a kid br- would, and brings her out. Yeah. Well, so, actually, it's quite cruel, actually, because he brings her out. He takes her out of the house uh, l- by letting her think that Germany have won the war. So she's shit in her pants. Mm. He well, could have just told her that they repeat that line that his mum said. She says, "Is it dangerous?" And he says, "Like extremely." Yeah. And then they open the door and it's like, <laughs> yeah. nothing's. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's a bit like a trickster. It's not yeah. really, but it could seem a bit malicious. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, let's. I want to. I'll it's, talk about for thirty seconds the last little bit, and then we'll do popcorns. Okay. Cool. What did you did you like the last scene where they come out I the door it, and they yeah. start dancing to heroes I by Bowie? I can't listen to that song anymore. It makes me too sad. <laughs> like genuinely, it makes I, me I, really I love, sad. I loved song. it. Um, there's, it's my, it might be my one, it might be my favorite scene out of any film ever. I don't, I don't want to. I don't genuinely. Wanna, I fucking cute, loved it. Really I don't want to not. I don't want to finish this uh, talking about the last bit of the film without actually talking about the quote because I have to get it up because I, I love it so much. Which bit? The quote that comes up right at the end of the oh, film. Oh, is that, yeah. the, thing that, is Let, that the thing that you said at this the is, flat This is the thing that made Laura me... was like, this he is a, says this quote all This time. is the thing that made me... That, yeah, this is like the one thing that stuck with me through the film, from the film, uh-huh. and it's the one thing that made me cry right at the end. I, I don't know yeah, why. I cried. I cried. And it, I cried a couple, a few times at this movie. The quote, the quote is, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror, just keep going, no feeling is final. Um, yeah. I don't know I, I it's understand. just so poignant and yeah. beautiful and it was really nice it's a really nice quote to have right at the end of that film I love films that, that talk about that there's certain filmmakers that really revel in the in the kind of liminality between mm. how awful and how beautiful life can be Yeah, and this is I, I guess this is a film that kind of does that Are you, I, 
Maybe mm. not as well as, as other films in the history of cinema, obviously, but it, it does it. Shall we just do popcorns then? Because I feel like like yeah. I, I, I keep bringing things up and I could just talk about this film forever. So There's a film I really want to compare this to that I think Go ahead, yeah. you especially would like. Mm. This. I don't know. It's, a, it's a, a film by a guy called Roberto Benigni, an Italian film. I've told Liam about this called Life is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's about a man and his son who get taken to a concentration camp. And it's about how he, the man gets his son through in there and by doing it he plays games and he he kind of makes a joke of the proceed of the, the the jobs that they're tasked to do so all the time you've seen them do this excruciating awful back breaking you're getting nothing from it apart mm. from working to fuel a fucking a fascist government that are oppressing your country but you have to do it to get your son through it and mm. it's really funny and really heartbreaking and it's a really polarizing film in the same vein as this and yeah. I found it quite comparable anyway even before I saw it um, yeah I'd like to watch that it's r- I'll drop you a, a, a link to an Amazon yeah. purchase not, yes, not, not please stream. do <laughs> yeah please do popcorns then um, let's on. do popcorns I want it I want you oh well okay uh, I would give it a solid 68 68 okay three wow, stars that's would recommend it okay yeah um, I didn't love it by any means but yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot to take from it and I've not learned a lot but I was touched by quite a lot in it okay so d- uh, w- Liam will you give me um, your first take and then your second take because yeah. only because yeah, like you were that. not 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 to cheat like some more score yeah. out of it, but like I just think my, it is okay. My first take was sixty five popcorns. Yeah. Uh, my second take was seventy five popcorns. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, so it got, it got a good bump, a ten percent bump. Yeah. Ten <laughs> percent. I'm gonna. The way I thought Connor was gonna bring down the average, I think I, I'm gonna bring good, it back up man, to a middle in, like fucking ninety one. I love that. I thought it was. It, Straight in my top well, ten. I fully get why anyone would love. I, 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 ado- I adored it. it. I yeah, adored yeah, it. Yeah. It's a, you know, and I, not in a dissimilar way, but obviously it's not similar to the next film about to come on to, um, Marriage Story. I just like, yeah, I adore. I, I literally adored them both. Yeah. I thought yeah. tonally it was just wonderful. And on that note, let's uh, move on to our next film because we spent. I don't know how long we spent on the news, and I don't know how long we spent on Jojo Rabbit, but we spent a fair whack on on that. So let's yeah. move straight on to Marriage Story. Um, Connor, do you mm. want to give us a brief little synopsis of this movie? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be brief, so isn't it? It's a, f- a film directed by Noah Noah Baumbach. Baumbach. Baumbach and it's, yeah. um, he says it's about a, a a love story told through the the you know the spectrum of divorce, mm-hmm. and it kind of centers around these two characters, Charlie and Nicole, who are going through a divorce, and it's kind of about how their relationship changes with each other and with their son as the divorce takes place. And it sounds like it might be a bit heavy and a bit bleak. Mm. And don't get me wrong, there are emotional parts in it. But it's not as typical drama. It's not like a cry your eyes out for the whole film, even though I, I did. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of swaps genres a little bit. Yeah, it's There's it's kind not of like a court procedural in there. There's there's a, there's some real... It's really funny. What yeah. It's got my favourite comedy scene of last year in it. Mm. And we'll talk about it later. Uh, Liam probably knows what it is. I, we, spo- I, we spoke about it in the flat a while back. I don't know. Um kind of little tiny bits of musical in there oh yeah it's a really really powerful movie and it's on netflix so if if you don't want to go watch jojo rabbit in cinema right now go watch marriage story on Netflix. yeah definitely netflix definitely. are killing it they right are now. killing it yeah Irishman, marriage story uncut gems oh uncut gems um, um that one with vanessa hutchins in the in the, in the night the christmas uh, the night film. the night before christmas <laughs> yeah we'll we spoke about that if you listen to this for the first time we didn't review it don't worry but so. we, we did speak um so i mean this was my first take wasn't it this essentially yeah but i mean it was all of our first take wasn't it but i uh, when we decided 
you'd have seen it like the day before and I mm. hadn't seen it yet. So yeah. so should I is it worth me giving my first take on it? Absolutely. Yeah, go for it. please do. I'm please gonna do. add to context the fact that I was like, I think this may have come up a little while ago and I was like not Nope, watching not watching it, cannot be asked with that. Yeah. I didn't it didn't I don't know. I don't know what I thought about it, but I, I thought wrong basically. Uh, how I came about to be kind of like interested in doing this as my first take amongst like all of our first takes is because I hung around too long on the little selector on Netflix and the trailer automatically started. Mm. And within like, I think the trailer is the intro to the film. Like as in like the trailer is part taken from the intro of the film and it had me hooked within like a, honestly three seconds and i was like and i honestly i'm like usually when a trailer starts on netflix i'll press circle until like the trailer stops and like i get just onto like the home screen oh you playstation yeah i'm a playstation oh yeah sorry yeah Yeah. so which trailer do you see is it the one which what a difference a day makes no 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 but i i i I didn't cancel the trailer because i was like oh okay this i'm interested one of my and I watched all of it, and I never watch a trailer because honestly, who That's cares true. about Netflix throwing a trailer at you? I but I didn't watch it. Sorry, I did watch it and loved it. And then straight away, I said to you guys, I was like, "This film, I'm gonna watch Marriage Story. Looks fucking boss." This film, and I watched it, and lo and behold, it was fucking boss. Yeah, boss. Um, I I think general discussion points. Yes. Aside. General discussion. <laughs> 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 at your service. I just saw Liam make a salute out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> to do um, I honestly don't think I've cried at a film anywhere near as much as this. Wow, crazy! It's up there. Well, uh, okay, hold on a minute. Can we? we can we just? Well, so we didn't talk about this on JoJo, so we'll just dead quickly. Com- both of these two things, yeah. yeah. So cryometer for JoJo. Uh, Oh, is it out of 100? I can't remember how we do it. It's, no, out, it's out of 10. It's it? out of 10. We, we, yeah, we, we really mix the uh, yeah. parameters of our... Uh, Jojo, I didn't... No cries. A little tiny bit of emotion, not even a, a wet eye. Okay. One. The second time I watched it, um, I, for some reason, about a seven. <laughs> mate, mate. Really? About a seven for me too, only, yeah. Like, only right at the end. A lot of them were uh, joyous. A lot me. of them were joy cries. I, I love a little joy I cry. Don't know, the, the, the end really made me really upset. I don't, oh, know, man. I don't know why. Man, I love movies. I love, I love I movies love so, so bad. We're so doing the right good. type of podcast, aren't we? Yeah. So, cry out much for you for Marriage Story. Nine. Nine. Broke me. Liam. Oh, four. I think a th- yeah, three or four. That's so weird. We have the so same emotional beats, I think. Because we often find things... Like, like, if we're talking... Just for context for the listener, if we're talking about films on our group chat, li- like, me or Liam will often be like, I want to see... Like, I want to know if you cried. Or, like, yeah. I want to... Like, <laughs> yeah, whereas yeah. with Connor, it's like... Yeah, mate, he might. We'll see. Yeah. Do you think... I, I mean, not do you think. It kind of is obvious that depending on how you're feeling in the moment of watching it, where your head's at, yeah. what's going on at home and stuff mm. like that, when you watch a film, completely depends on how you react to a film. Because yeah. I know for sure I would not react to the, to that quote at the end of Jojo Rabbit if, like, I don't know, I hadn't been through, like, certain shit over the last few months. Like, yeah. that, that's kind of... It's kind of how yeah, it works, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, it came at the right time for you, though, that... Yeah. yeah, clearly. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost catharsis sometimes when you mm. when a film does something to you because you can't. You're allowed to. You're allowed to feel emotional with whatever is in your head. Well, course, while yeah. it's actually, the, it's really the film. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's why it's so great when like us doing this. I know we're, we're amazing anyway. But <laughs> we all we all obviously like this. It's a, the good thing about film. It's a great thing about art anyway. Is that we all feel things differently and yeah. different things can impact us in different ways. And that's why. <laughs> 
the cryometer is actually quite interesting sometimes to see. Yeah. Kind of not not just like how emotional the film is, and not just how emotional we are, but maybe how emotional we were at the time of watching the yeah. film. Yeah. Um, I think that's quite quite interesting to be fair. So yeah. in terms of if we're gonna go back to to Marriage Story, should we just? I need to, the opening's perfect. Oh, like, mm. no, yeah, the opening's oh, actually perfect. One of the best like, openings of a film So I've seen in a long time. You're, you're always, always taught whether you're writing scripts or trying to shoot a film or writing a fucking novel or any of that crap, you need to hook people straight away. And my God, it just gets you. It gets you so... and You know straight away, you know straight away that th th this is a couple that have strong, strong feelings for each other whether positive or negative i think it's it's at the yeah minute, it's a it's a kind of amalgam of the two yeah with charlie declaring why he loves nicole isn't that right yeah yes um yeah. but it's actually then it's you would think it's like a couple saying how much they love each other want to be with each other forever but in reality they're actually sitting in in couples therapy and they're talking about why this isn't working why they're separating and nicole refuses <laughs> to read her letter and then it becomes clear that they're um i think he's a he's a play director or stage director yeah stage director yeah he writes and directs his own plays on broadway um she's one of the actresses in his film or in his in his um show in his show and they've got a strange working relationship because mm. they're separating and she happens to be the figurehead the lead actress in these performances even where there's scenes where charlie gives nicole notes mm. on her performance after they've divorced but the, the, let's really let's, really let's dwell on that little bit for a minute that whole the like opening. from the beginning to like that bit almost yeah. because you figure out that well you don't figure it out it just tells you that they're getting a divorce and uh, nicole just nicole it, it has no desire to even figure stuff out or even like they want to end it amicably but she like the reason she doesn't i think she doesn't read the note is because she thinks she may be drawn back into what she likes I about agree. the relationship and i like though so that there's the performance and adam driver's characters taking notes and then they both get home because they're sharing a house and she says you've even, i know you've even got notes for me and he's like no it's fine it doesn't matter it's, you know why would I, why would i give you these notes now yeah. And she says, well, I know that you won't be able to sleep if you don't give me them, so you may as well give me them. And that's seeming like, that's a really good start point to be like, they the, just know these each know other, each yeah. other really well, so something yeah. else is going on. Yeah. Like, it's not just about the fact they just don't love each other anymore. There's something different. And that's like, a, there's lots of points in this movie, I think, that are realistic. And like, in terms of like, dialogue between people who are in this situation i so love like, the moment where they're they're all trying to hash out the divorce with with their lawyers and then they're ordering lunch and charlie doesn't know what he wants and then she just takes the, the menu yeah, charlie Nicole just takes the menu charlie will have and this is what they're literally face to face with lawyers going through a divorce and she's just like yeah i know exactly what he'll have yeah 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 i it's, also think that seems really funny because they stop and break for lunch yeah it's so it's so kind of um pointed and vicious in the in the in this weird kind of office space that they're in the five of them there's the the two people the two lawyers and then just some fucking pa guy who's doing the lunch order and then they have this recess and break for lunch and it becomes amicable amicable and laura dern's character i can't remember the name of her laura uh, i'm gonna call her laura dern says to charlie oh you're nora nora yeah yeah, yeah nora yeah. she says um oh you're, you're a director i really love your work i saw it in in a in new york when i was there with my ex-husband or something i was like what what mm. you can't wh why yeah. is this normal yeah. well, i think you're tearing a couple apart essentially a couple that want to be torn apart kind of that want to fall up that want to come to come away yeah she's they, they tearing need to be separated and she mm. is a 
key member in that. Yeah. Do we like? Laura but it's Dern's all a perfor- it's all a performance yeah. though on that though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Like you know, the reason there's a well, there's a lunch break because that's like that is like the the, call, the recess or the what do you call it when you have something in the middle of a an interval? Interval, yeah, yeah. 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 It, that's the interval, and then they all go back to like, oh yeah, like oh. Okay, so slightly you, want, you want the kid for three slightly days. Slightly amicable, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, oh, we've got to have our game face on because yeah. then we've started up again. I love it so um, much. You, sorry, mate, you were gonna you were gonna say then something? Um, I don't think I was actually gonna say anything about that. You said, do we like oh, Laura really? Dern's character? Oh, do we like Laura Dern's character? Um, I mean, because I, I, I think she's, I think she's fine. I just, uh, I don't know. She plays. She, she. I've, se- I've recently watched her in Big Little Lies, and she plays almost the same type of character in in Marriage Story as she does in Big Little Lies. Mm. So there was just a part of me that thought well, it might be a little bit lazy. Similar. similar. I don't know. I, I think she plays someone who you are or some people are meant to hate really, really well. I agree. Yeah. Same as Ray Liotta. Think, a I really, s- yeah, a really sm- smiley, smug. Smarmy. S- yeah, smarmy. Yeah, but she fu- she fights, her, like, as a lawyer, she fights like a person who has been like hurt badly yeah. in the past. So she I think she to, brings it up, though. Like, kind of find justice. Uh, she wants justice, sorry, for Nicole. Yeah. Because she, she's probably been, well, I've, yeah, she has been shat, uh, shat on or... Screwed uh, over, yeah. By <laughs> previous, sorry, I don't know if it's about her personal preferences, but uh, <laughs> bad analogy. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> I think she. I think she's. A, I think she's a good character. I think she plays it. She plays it really well. So good in this. She play, Yeah, it's just all like everyone's kind of perfect. Uh, so here's a question for you, Luke. As yes. this was your first take, have you watched anything else that uh, Noah Noah Baumbach? I'm pretty done? sure not. I looked. I had a look last night. Yeah. Because I read something. About him, or maybe it was about the film, yeah. declaring that this was his tenth movie, and I was like, "Oh my days! So I didn't know that." I, I'm pretty sure you would dig a lot of his work. Yeah. There's a film on Street, Netflix yeah. called "The Majorovic Stories," yeah, and it's about great. a family and how they all. That was the one I'd, I've properly heard of, but I haven't. Adam, will, Adam Sandler's great in that, by the way. Fucking yeah, love boy. That. It's Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Fuck, fucking, I hate Ben Stiller so bad. Uh, hey, me too. But, he, he, <laughs> but he's cast perfectly for someone. You'd yeah. be like, "Fuck this kid." Yeah, <laughs> um, anyway, what I love about him and his writing is that he just knows how to not just shoot interactions, but write them. Like dialogue is really hard to do. I think for films, especially if you're going to try and be realistic and not sound boring. Mm. And this is like the interrupting dialogue kind of so, so well, so so well. And that he writes for speaking, not for. Read for reading. Yeah, yeah. What's it? What's quite interesting, actually, from all of his previous work, is that he usually does kind of this like quirky, uh, kind of surreal take on real life. Um, whereas this film is way more real. I think it's the realest film or the realest kind of take on life that he's done so far. If you know what I mean. I think it's because um, it has to be semi-autobiographical. But then, even then, he still does have them quirky moments or quirky characters who you would see in his previous films, like Jima, um, Nicole's mum, <laughs> or awesome. like the uh, so awesome. like the child. Uh, what would you what do you call them? The person who assesses the parenting of the child. Oh yeah, um, she's kind of invigilator, kind of yeah, like the yeah, the invigilator. She God, is yeah, she's so <laughs> strange. So, so he has these. He still has these really kind of quirky, strange characters yeah. within this very real, very powerful kind of normal ish kind of uh, film. Film. Not even that. He also is so good. I said it earlier as a kind of like um, a tying genres together or genre beats mm, together yeah. because 
the film in which Charlie is served served the divorce papers by um, Nicole's sister is fucking hilarious. And yeah. It should be heartbreaking, and it is actually. I find it quite. I find everything heartbreaking in this film, but it's done in a real kind of slapstick comedy, kind of Harlan and Lardy way or Harlan Har- 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 Lardy. Laurel and Harlan. Yeah, yeah the, those those dudes kind of way of of it's it's physical comedy, and it's about how Nicole can't give them legally to him. So she gives it. She gives the papers to her sister and is like, "Okay, when he comes in, give them to him." And she leaves it down as soon as he comes in because she's panicking, and then he just finds them while he goes to find a knife. And that's funny, but it's also like it, it becomes instantly real. You're kind of mm. it, it's in that weird kind of vein of quirky realist. Yeah, I love comedy. the bit where so there's two parts of that that are hilarious. There's the first bit before Charlie arrives, Adam Driver's character, and they're discussing it, and he's, she's just like, "Oh, I get really." nervous before a performance and Nicole's like this is not a performance yeah, like <laughs> what I really like is like that is like a reflection of like it, it is a performance but it's not like yeah. it's very like meta yeah. But then, so that whole bit is funny but then the bit where Adam Driver arrives and he's so sweet to the whole family and that. he almost like pays by the looks of things from what Nicole said he almost pays more attention to the family than he ever did to yeah. her and her life and her career but then the sister comes in and she's got a pie and then I love it, the fact that like Adam Driver's like, did you make the pie? And she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah, know. And he's like, what? He's, he's like, oh, I, no, I mean, sorry, I, di- I didn't make the pie. It's store-bought. And you're like, it's store-bought. And so that whole like thing yeah. where like she fully just Forgets like, is literally like, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing. And then he picks up the you've been served oh, documents and, he, and she's like, oh, you shouldn't have those. Just, can I have those for a second? Yeah. And he's like, she gives it. And, and she then she's just like, <laughs> you've been served. Like, it's just like, I think, you, I think you're getting a divorce. Like, yeah. It's just the whole bit is like, the humour is so different from each other in those little microcosms, but it's all really yeah. good. Yeah. He thinks the pie is for the divorce as well. He thinks it's a, it's a divorce, <laughs> divorce <right>. pie. <laughs> but there's, what what is good about this film is the fact that like there's hala- it links in with Jojo Rabbit, but not in the same way. Yeah. That real life kicks up these things that are just like out. Of, they're just hilarious. Yeah. Out of context, they are hilarious. Yeah. As long as you're laughing at that snippet and not. The whole pie, yeah, almost. Yeah. I don't like the thing, there are things that are funny, and like I watched recently. I've raved about this on my social media. If you f- if you follow me, which I mean, you should. Yeah, you should if you want. <laughs> if you want a good time, but um, afterlife. There's bits where he Ricky Gervais' character goes to visit his dad who's got dementia, and there are things that he says and things that he does are funny. Yeah. Now the whole it's like what we talk about with Jojo Rabbit. The whole the fact that his dad's got dementia and what. Ricky Gervais' character's going through, Tony, isn't funny. But there is still yeah. quirks that yeah. are funny. And that's what I think that's what makes Marriage Story so good is the fact that there are elements where they're, like, even when they're sat down, they're like, we should discuss this amicably after, like, an hour and a half of just ripping the shit out of each other. And Adam Driver does this shot, which is my favourite thing in the film, where, like, he goes, okay, let's talk about it amicably. And then they sit down, and then he kind of has a smirk and has to put it around his fist, and he's like... I don't know where to like, yeah. but it's the it's the perfect acting bit in that is the fact that he does a little smirk and doesn't laugh. That is real life. Yeah. That, that is literally real life. It's like That's I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. By the for way, for me, it's it's just it is a, for me. It's a perfect movie. Like, it, I, honestly, mate, I'm so far I'm so far with you on that. It get it just gets it. Well, I've not been through a fucking divorce before, but it, it gets the whole human element mm. spot on because mm. there is an inescapable 
humor in the some of the harshest situations mm-hmm. and we probably we've all probably experienced something that is quite heavy but i've had many moments that are like that and also fucking hilarious mm-hmm. and just because of just the way people interact with each other i yeah. find interesting yeah. anyway and this is re- it's really explored here and one of my favorite favorite comedy i'll get on to my favorite comedy moment now mm-hmm. is when the child auditor comes around and uh, the son says while they're at the table like oh we do the knife thing and he's like, no, we're not doing the knife thing while there's a fucking order. Does, th- does he say, like, there's no knife thing yeah, to, like, to yeah, the woman? Yeah. And like, and then eventually the kid runs off and plays or whatever. And it's just it's just Charlie and, and this order, the lady in the house. And he's like, well, I do this knife. There's a knife on my keychain or whatever. And I do this trick where I pretend to slip my wrists. And he accidentally does it. And you don't, like, you get, like nothing happens. Like, I love she's like, are you okay? And he's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of how he delivers it, once again, he does everything so perfectly where there's, he does these real intimate moments of sadness and, 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 and heartbreak and grief and guilt and then anger with Nicole and then comedy of being like, oh, oh yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm covering up this, this fucking almost mortal wound yeah, that I yeah. gave myself. <laughs> and you see, once she leaves and he's kind of holding onto his arm and then he goes into the kitchen, tries to plaster it up and then he just blacks out. And yeah. I think, that's I think the, ho- the general message of the whole film though, I think is about like, everything is about like literally everything about context so like the context of adam driver's character i agree and the reason they're getting divorced is he concentrates on himself and the context of her is i don't want that and the and in that little microcosm of that scene the context is everyone does a thing like, I imagine parents do all the time. Like, whenever I see, like, a parent, like, pick their kid up and there's, like, throw them up in the sky and I'm always like, shit, don't do that. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the context of that is, oh, it's cool. It's a joke. We always do it. It's a lot, like, you know. But taken out of context of someone who just walked into the home, you'd be like, that's the stupidest yeah, thing I've ever yeah, seen in my yeah, life. Yeah. But the knife thing, it's like, a thing it's because so it's a, it's just joke. Yeah. Because the idea is you're not, you know. You're not and I do, I do think everything of this film is about con- is about context, and that's a good microcosm. Um, do we bring up the question I, you asked earlier? I, I, I've got a couple of points to, okay. to make. Please, so, mate, let's go. I want to talk about the kid, uh, Henry Barber, who Quarter is... What a tit. He is, the, he is essentially the centre of the film because yeah. the reason they are going through this divorce Mess with the lawyers divorce, yeah. is because they love their son and they want what's best for him. Even though I personally and they couldn't agree on, because <laughs> me, me and Liam personally don't want the best for him. He's <laughs> he's a nightmare. No, no, no. So I think the actor. So it's his name is I don't know if I pronounced this correctly, but it's Azzy Robertson, okay. um, and he's actually brilliant. So whatever he's been given, he's smashed. He's yeah, yeah. Really, as, a, as a performance, really, he's so really good. good. I really agree. But the child uh, Henry does come across a little brattish. But then thinking about it, actually, in retrospect, you know, he is clearly playing up to the fact that his parents are going through this divorce. And I don't know, does that happen? I, obviously, I my parents haven't been divorced, so I'm not really sure of how children do react, but it must be really difficult for them, which is probably why he's been written maybe a little bit more difficult than it, a, a normal kid would be in that situation. Mm, yeah. Because it's kind of like, this is generally... Uh, how a kid would react in a situation because they're so kind of confused and conflicted in who they should be picking to sleep with at night because he's like at one point he's like dad you, you go out the room I want I want mom tonight like he like kind of bluntly and it's almost comes across harshly yeah. um, as well as but that, like as as a parent you wouldn't well once again I'm not a parent touch wood anyway fingers crossed <laughs> um, sorry mom if you're listening there is there's a there has to be an element of imagine having a kid say to you like 
oh no, don't worry about it. I want to sleep with mum tonight after you've just, once again, they relocate. Well, yeah, so Charlie lives in New York. He flew 3,000 miles. Yeah, Charlie lives in New York. Nicole lives in LA after, well, while this divorce is going on. And the idea of him flying all this way to just kind of be rejected or, or even when they go to tech him somewhere and tech him to find lawyers, by the way, because that's the only time they could spend together. Mm. Um, he's like, I don't want to say I want to be yeah. with mum and all this. Like, that's yeah. horrible. Because she says, Nicole says that he's going through a mummy phase, but he's going through a mummy phase when they're going through this divorce, which is must be awful for Charlie. Charlie because yeah. it's like, could you, could you not have had a daddy phase right this yeah, moment? Because yeah, it's yeah. really put me in a but shitty that, situation. Well, on that point, though, there's a scene where there's a, the, the, the child, the monitor is in the house and he says like, something about what you like about your dad or whatever the, the, the line is. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, like he'll do this, he'll do like, she, he names like, a couple of things. Oh yeah, he's really good at like building Lego. And then you see him, like Adam Driver's character stop and he's like, I think you can tell he's kind of like, oh, that's really nice. And then he just moves on to what his mum's, what he likes about his mum and it's just yeah. like, oh, she'll do this and she'll do this and then we'll do this together. And That's why I love that character yeah. so much because they just don't get it. Mm. They are kind of ignorant to the fact that this is, life changing for the yeah. parents and it might be for the family he might understand that that circle of it but in terms of how the parents cope with it you, I don't know I remember being a kid and like if, at some point you realise whatever time you become fucking emotionally conscious that your parents are people too and they have mm. their own ambitions mm. and drives and uh, wants and dislikes and things they don't like so once you once you become aware of that thing, you see yeah. interactions between your family is totally different and the at, only, at that yeah. age you would not get the it. only thing that was a, li- a little bit off uh, about about the son in mm. this is that I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but he does look about ten or eleven. Mm. And I think he, he's meant to be about ten. I'd say ten. He yeah. acts like I don't know. He just he's portrayed far too childish and far too. He's he's portrayed like a five year old. If he, but if he's meant to be, ten, I don't know. It's yeah. that bit just didn't quite sit well with me because I was a little bit confused. Of is there meant to be? I don't know. Learning difficulties there. Is that why he's acting like this or? Why is he acting like this if he's meant to be like 10 years old? Is it because he's babied so much by his mum? Mm. Like he gets rewarded for going for a poo if he's 10 years old. That's wild. That's so yeah. Yeah. strange. He's very mo- it seems like he's very modicold, but then what? I we don't know. Like yeah. this, this is literally a snippet of one situation going on through these people's lives. So yeah, you don't exactly. know whether like... I, I love that so much as well. Yeah. But it's not this big grand telling over 12 years of what like yeah. his family... There isn't there, yeah. There's obviously there's another question which uh, oh, this is such which, a spicy question. It's a spicy, it's a spicy question, but I feel like it's a question you do ask yourself though when you watch films like this, and it's which one do you side with? Because yeah. it's right there in front of you. Which one do you side with, Nicole or Charlie? Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> I will go. I, um, I in the divorce I sided with Charlie, but the reasons. For if you want to say staying together or getting a divorce, yeah. I side with Nicole because like she's been stifled. She but during the divorce, yeah. oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, been stifled yeah. and cheated on. But during the divorce, she Adam's driver character is kept one step behind everything at all points, and because you're seeing it so close together, and like the love Here's that's my there. Argument for, uh, sure, I'll let you finish, and then I'll give it. Yeah. No, well, I, I'm just mainly saying like I think he's. I do think Charlie's treated very unfairly during the divorce, mm. but prior to the divorce, he's clearly been a dick. So it's like, where d- where yeah, does it balance has. out in, okay, so he's cheated on her, yeah. uh, he's uh, not given her her own kind of space or her own voice, really. That's how she feels. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't listen to her when she asks him, uh, can we move to LA? Can we do this? Can we do that? 
but when it's one of his ideas, he feels like it's more important than mm. hers. So he's clearly a bit of an ass in the marriage. He's quite self-absorbed. Mm -hmm. So does that, him being a dick outside of the marriage, no, sorry, in the marriage, does, then does it kind of balance out when she's being a dick during the divorce? Because thinking about it now, obviously you don't see any of the marriage really. But it's you only hear about exactly it. what I was you, actually all, to say, you, yeah. all you see is a divorce. So like when I wa when I watched it for the first time, I was like, oh, I think he's being treated really unfairly. But then forgetting that he cheated on her and also you know, it's context again. All we're seeing mention, is the context of the divorce. Here's where I, my my thing comes into it. So as as Baumbach, the director or whatever, he's working with his um, whoever, whoever helped. I don't know if it, if he just wrote the script himself, but essentially. He's working with him, his script, and his cinematographer, and the idea is that you show certain people at certain stages. So initially, you show Nicole when they start to divorce, and you get her reasons for it, and it's, you're like, oh, fuck, okay, I understand this. And once that's has been established, it essentially becomes, okay, now everything's from Charlie's point of view, and the camera's often with Charlie, and it's mm. often behind Charlie as well. So you're seeing everything from his perspective, and that is really important because mm. he feels like he's one step behind. He feels like he's been shafted. And the idea that, but then it was what he's done. Sorry to interrupt, but like kind of adding to what you what you what you're saying, like he he was meant to respond within thirty days of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the of the first kind of lawyer of Laura Dern's character yeah. filing for divorce. Um, he's just been very naive until he gets that uh, until he gets he, he uh, Harvey Keitel. Is it Harvey? No, Ray, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. He thinks that up. he can just open up a dialogue with with <clears> her, and I don't think he realizes that. The emotional impact he's had on her has burned that bridge for now. Do you think also because obviously Bornback went through a divorce, it's mm -hmm. kind of about his divorce in a way. Potentially. Do you think there's some kind of thing that he maybe subconsciously has portrayed Charlie as the better person during the divorce because he so, maybe feel like it's him. He doesn't want to put himself like uh, show himself in a bad light. Because he he maybe he feels like he was a good person during his divorce. I, to answer I that, don't know if he's necessarily is portrayed no, as a better person. I, agree, I think he's portrayed think, as a bit of a or maybe like self, self in in a, in a not in a hot not in a horrible way. Like I don't see him and think he's an arse, but I think he's very self centered. Because even when he's with his mates in New York at the end before he does the performance piece, it's all about like oh and, and I've done this happened yeah. to me and I've done this and oh no oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. not to mention though I think once again you have to think. Like all good films, and mostly all good films, sometimes they're bad films, they're about what you bring to it. So whoever you, maybe not side with, but you consciously relate to more, you might find that that's who you favour. And I think, for me, this film anyway, I split it right down the middle. Like mm. Both p parties are to blame at both stages, or individual stages, sorry. And nobody's nobody's innocent here. In terms of the, the situation, no one's fucking committed a crime apart from adultery but um, mm -hmm. you know what i mean no one's committed Every, everyone is guilty at some point in this relationship and and at different stages people have taken the upper hand in doing things that will kind of spite the other one and eventually when you have that massive blowout in in the thing i think that's them finally getting all these issues off their mm, chest yeah even though they don't say it they say it in their way by arguing about i think it, it keeps escalating and escalating until charlie says something like I wish you were hit by a car. Yeah, yeah she, she says, says as long like, as no harm was come to Henry, I wish you were yeah. hit by a car and I'd never see you again. Yeah. No, he said, I wish you would die. I wish yeah. you would die. I wish you were dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, we, and then punches a wall like an absolute... Like, yeah. Oh, but yeah, then yeah, again, yeah. I think once again, you have that... But none of the characters, though, are, we say how they're portrayed one way or the other. It's, I think it's only 
in terms of percentages. If you like, you say you split down the middle, fifty-fifty. Yeah. At some points during the film, you like you side with so and so, sixty percent. But I agree. It's always it's flowing, never 100% and, for it's, me, and yeah. neither are. I come. Away, I don't come from away from thinking either. I didn't like either character. Yeah. So like it is very much I like I imagine a lot of I imagine if this was a film directed by I don't know maybe it was a less serious film or maybe it was just a straight out comedy film you would get one character who was just an arse and they would be the antagonist and the other would be a protagonist neither or either yeah I think by the end it's fifty fifty yeah I I, I, I think, think that, largely I think it starts yeah 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 it probably starts around that starts fifty fifty and ends fifty it goes 60, 40, 40, 60 up and yeah down but it isn't portrayed then. from a male or female point of view therefore yeah. so like we would be like oh no Charlie is yeah exactly, being, it's, exactly. I just think it's straight up like. And both seem sound and both seem like dicks at, at a point during the film. And that's why people can be. Yeah, know, exactly. Once, once I, did, I personally did probably side with Charlie a little bit more than Nicole. Yeah. Well, that's because you're a misogynist, but it's fine. Fuck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Just, no, because even, even Laura did, and she's she's a girl, my girlfriend. She's, she side, she, <laughs> she's a girl. She, <laughs> side, she sided with uh, Charlie over Nicole yeah. quite heavily, actually. Yeah. Quite Actually, more than me. Um, <laughs> I just think Nicole seems to get what needs to happen earlier and whether that's because she got a lawyer earlier I like she, I feel like because you, you, from the scene where like he ends up punching the wall and the, the iconic argument scene you see what's happened when they're left to their own devices to just do this shit and that might be the fact that Charlie's naive and Nicole just knows if we keep on going like this yeah. nothing's going to get done we need yeah, there's a reason why this is these people's jobs to do this shit because we can't fucking do it ourselves yeah so yeah but How shall we talk about? Have either of you got a favorite scene, and then we'll kind of wrap up. Uh, um, my favorite scene is the probably Charlie singing. Cried, cried so hard. I don't think it's my favorite scene. I think my favorite scene is just the beginning with the, with the monologues. I, I, it's, it, it's what drew me into the film from the trailer, and it's so just lovely. Mine it's really is, good. Is the opposite end when Charlie finally finds. Oh, maybe the that's mine too. Yeah, and he's reading it so. How it plays is after, I think it's after the divorce, Nicole has moved to LA. Charlie's also moved to LA to make things easier and he's directing some plays there. And he goes to Nicole's house and she's moved on. She's got a new fella and like the family do, they're all they're dressing up. They always do these dress up parties or whatever and it's someone's birthday. I can't remember who it is. It's Halloween. It was Halloween. It's Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So they dress up as the Beatles. There's Charlie, there's like Mama G, I think. Um, there's the kid. No, not Charlie. There's Nicole, Mama G, the kid, and then Nicole's new boyfriend and they make up before Beatles. And Charlie gets there, and you can buy even when he walks in the house, you know the atmosphere is different. Things are different, and he's been to the house before. Anyway, he, he meets that everyone goes up to get changed or something, and and uh, he goes into I think it's is it Nicole's room he goes into, or maybe the kids' room. Maybe yeah. And he finds the letter that Nicole was meant to read in in the first scene, but she wouldn't do it, and he reads it out loud with his son beside him who can now read like he can, can yeah. we kind of read a little bit better exactly. and stuff and you see him reading through it and there's kind of like there's a happiness on his face because of i think he remembers the times they had and how sweet it was and then as it progresses and and what she starts to say that how much she loves him in certain aspects she loves that he can darn a sock and all this crap things become a bit more minuscule and then become more impactful because of god yeah that is such a fucking good break, scene and he starts to break down but he keeps reading it and i was like I never cry, cry, like, bawl my eyes out. I just let tears happen, but I was, like, sobbing watching it. It fucking, it, it blew me away. It was really nice, though, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it, yeah, it was It was sad, but that I think, fuck it's it, perfect. I'm going for that, that scene, scene is my favorite as well. 
I'd you, forgot about the letters. Anyone who writes that as a filmmaker, writer, you deserve some recognition for it, whether it's awards or just general consensus. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm. I think, yeah, the, I'd forgot about the letters. And it, when you think about it, that was always going to be the ending because you heard one side of the story. You, were, you never heard... I also the love final the, moment as well. The, the, so yeah. it ends on Charlie who never ties a shoe. Is that is that a thing or have I just made that? Up? I don't know. <laughs> you anyway. might be getting confused with JoJo, JoJo Rabbit. Rabbit to be honest, yeah. bro. So Charlie goes to walk off after this party's ended, and Nicole stops and runs after him. And like, I don't know if he thinks she's gonna say, "I love you," or any of that shit. I didn't think so. But she says, "Your shoes undone," and she ties a shoelace. And you see the shoe tie- lace being tied up, and it's hard to explain in a audio medium. But there's two ends that start together come back and come like you know what I mean mm. come into a full circle again and that as like a final closing shot fuck off like <laughs> I've got no other compliments to pay other than I could watch this film I watched it yesterday I could watch it again today if, if you're that good of a, a director <clears throat> artist whatever fuck off I'm, I'm, not, oh, I'm not here for another it. actually Perfect. another interesting question is do we think that they ever get back together no. like after the film ends no no and if they did I'd be heartbroken yeah I, it would kill it'd me piss off. me off yeah. really badly yeah and you know what? Because it's a, it is a kind of happy ending, but just like it, they're still, I think they still love each other at the end, but yeah. it's just different. Yeah. Things that they love each other because of what they've done together, and now that they have a shared love for their son. Yeah, I think, I think it's quite clear that if they ever got back together, then <laughs> the same things would happen. <laughs> yeah. would softly punch a wall again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, shall we? Uh, any other business than popcorns? Uh, if you haven't stopped, please watch this yeah. film. Like I. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It's fucking outstanding. If it, won, if it won everything at the Oscars, I wouldn't be arsed. I, I want to... This is a, kind of about I'm going to be really annoyed. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm just going to be really annoyed if Wacken Phoenix beats Adam Driver to the best actor cause like he did yeah. at the Golden Globes because... It's the Globes or the Globes, though. Yeah, the Globes are the Globes, but I don't know. I think the better acting is when you can go from... He does everything in He does scene. everything in it. He does everything in it. And you can sing. You know. I can, for one second or one minute talk about netflix for a second because i know you said before like they're smashing it at the moment what i feel like happened was they made a lot they're now making films that are just fucking brilliant yeah like so at the beginning they made films where you're a bit like this is very crowd pleasing which which is fair enough it's fine a lot like we spoke about a few times the adam sandler deal the five film deal you've got a bit of ricky gervais getting a similar thing Mm -hmm. They're now, they're now just making I mean the Irishman and married like, y- you look through there was a discussion wasn't there about whether Netflix should ever be, whether Netflix films should, should ever be yeah. even really involved in an award season a lot of people kicked off about a lot of people included, you're yeah. not heard, hearing any of that anymore and do you want to know why because they're just making films that people are just like that's fucking brilliant I think the main issue as well is I know this is a bit this is a bit off topic but well it's not but it's a bit of a inconsequential is that you have to for it to be nominated for an Oscar, your film has to be played in a cinema. Mm. And certain film, certain Netflix films weren't doing that. And now you have this, I think mostly because of Scorsese's demand or adamant demand, that at least give it a run time for like a week or two mm. weeks. I think it's a better, I, I, I think it's a good idea. And I feel like in terms of business models, this is very boring. I really Netflix are just going to have to do that because yeah. they're spending, mil, you know, yeah. multi-million pounds on these films. And it gets them back a little bit. And also it, you know, I mean, it, the like hype for Marriage Story. Like, I'm telling you, your 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 thing on Netflix, your standpoint on Netflix will e- will be even higher. Yeah, they've absolutely. made three, honestly, like masterpiece movies. Well, Go, produced three masterpieces. Yeah, movies. going to see like I, th- I think at first the thing with Netflix is that yeah they did produce their own stuff, but in terms of kind of some of the Oscar stuff, like in, particularly with Roma, 
Uh, oh yeah, it, it, that, like they won best pit. Oh, they won best foreign film. That yeah. that that wasn't, but that wasn't even. Uh, it wasn't originally Netflix produced. They picked it up because no one else would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good thing in itself. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good really thing in good itself. Thing but itself. now they're starting to produce world class cinema mm. themselves. Like they are kind of going to these directors. Um, they must have a, uh, a deal with Bombac because his last two films have been with Netflix, so they must have some mm. yeah, some kind of deal in place there. there. Um, so they get, they're getting these brilliant directors and these brilliant actors. Look at the Safdie brothers they've got right now with Uncut Gems. And like, Good Time. And Good Time. So oh, they're kind of filling a, they're, they're kind of filling a, a, a hole that we have, we have criticised cinema for not doing. Yeah. Where cinema now, I think you'll see in the next... Surely, and you know, I know uh, Disney are going to continue with all uh, like universes and all that stuff, which is great because I love it. There's got to be a reaction from cinema because basically Netflix seems to be going, "You're talented, do what you want," you or want. that that's brilliant. We'll pick it up. Yeah. And cinema's got to react because the way I look at Marriage Story and even The Irishman, I haven't even seen it yet. The way I look at it, I don't think oh, it's a Netflix original. I think. It's a fucking film. It's a movie. It's a Safety Brothers film that Netflix are showing you. And they're also letting you watch it in the cinema if you really fucking want to. It's not I, a streaming movie. It's just a movie. I'm looking at it as the same as I look at a film that's come out at the cinema. It's a film. It's a movie. I think, sadly, at the minute, cinemas are more than happy to let Disney run riot and just make all the money. You know because what, though? It's, it, you can't it, stop them. No, no, you can't stop yeah. them. But it is, like, particularly with uh, smaller cinemas... They rely on like these Disney films now because oh no, I more meant brings... I more meant cinema as an industry cinema. is going to ha- not not like studios. the cinemas yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're getting now people are people are all that all that industry the industry is trusting is franchises and franchises and franchises and there's going to be a there's, there's surely got to be a point where they they start trusting directors to yeah. do like I think I think a studio trusting. Taika Waititi to make a satire about the Nazis is a very brave move but well, yeah, there's got to be more of them because yeah, well. if Netflix are just going to go we'll trust you you do what you want we, th- we you've got a back catalog here of things that are excellent go and do another excellent thing except we'll fund it not them because they won't fund it yeah. and there's got to be a reaction at some point I think that's why I think it's so, uh, sorry to interrupt you Connor sorry, but I think Connor. obviously Netflix are doing great things but there still are movie makers who don't want their stuff going onto Netflix. For yeah. example, The Farewell, um, Lulu, Lulu Wang, Lulu Wang yeah. she spoke at the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable uh, about how she was offered uh, double the amount of money by a streaming service to make her film The Farewell, but she denied that and went for A24, uh, A24 instead because it would get a cinema release. But once again, I kind of think that... I actually kind of think in a weird way, though, that's... Um, that's quite unique, I think, because A24, A24 are a very big... Yeah, A24 yeah. at the moment are quite a big... Yeah. Well, so whereas like Gems if, is Netflix and A24. Yeah. Mm, so oh, so Netflix partly... Yeah, Netflix and A24. So a, yeah, wow, I think that's they cool. handle different parts, so it wasn't going to get a massive uh, cinema release. So A24 handled that, and then Netflix were like, once that's done, we'll take it and we'll distribute yeah. it and we'll, we'll pay for that as well. Mm. So when you have... Once again, if you start just... Promoting uh, author filmmakers or, or independent filmmakers, mm. people have an original voice. That's what we want. We're here for all of that. Yeah, like Marriage Story because it's fucking mm. sick. Mm. Popcorns. Did, yeah, popcorns. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll give mine ninety. No, ninety-four. Wow. wow. Higher than Jojo. Um, I, I liked Joe. 
Yeah. I liked Jojo more, but man, I just fuck me. I it's, appreciate it's my a perfect story. film, and we never give a hundred. So it's kind of a it is kind of a perfect film. I, I don't know how they'd have made that any better. Genuinely, um, I'm gonna give it ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. that seems right. Yeah, I would give it eighty-eight, which is almost nice. It's all like it's 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 four and a half probably stars, but it's it's a five-star film. Like in terms of my popcorns are four and a half, mm. but it's it's a, it's, a it's harder with hundred out of hundred though, isn't it? I couldn't give it a hundred, but. It's amazing. Like I have not stopped talking about this film and Uncut Gems and and even Jojo Rabbit since I've saw it. it. Yeah, cinema's good at the minute. Films are good at the minute. Films are good at the minute, and that w- that brings that nicely to a close because we have been here for fucking ages. However, let's talk about the two films we do next week because I also think you oh, say yeah. films are ace at the moment. Next week, next next week we have got some bangers. So we're doing two films. Mm-hmm. What is there anyone who's not seen both? No. No. Okay. Cool. So, I think my first take then is 1917. Yeah. So it's like a lit, brand new film, Oscar probably going to win all the Oscars. 1917. Um, I'm going to watch that, and I'm fucking super excited. You know what? For I it. might watch it again. Yeah. You sh- yeah. I think you probably let's, yeah, should let's, just let's, because I felt really strange about it. Okay. Yeah. Me and Connor went. Let's to not discuss our takes because I'm. Yeah. I don't want to bias yeah. me. We went to watch it after we watched Uncut Gems, and let's just say Uncut Gems. Oh is... really? On the same day? Yeah. Yeah. On that Friday. Yeah. Oh man. Well, the, the second Uncut Gems one is probably got... like ninety-seven popcorns. Yeah. The second yeah. film we've got. Am I right in thinking it's? Is it what? It books? Mid, nope. Oh, what, what was are you going to say? Was it not mid-90s now? Yes, it? mid-90s. Yeah. Yes, oh, sorry, yeah. I gave away. Thank you, guys. I, I gave away the week after because I was thinking, of, hold on a minute, Liam, seen both of these. <laughs> yeah, mid-90s. So uh, Jonah Hill's directorial debut. Which I've been dying to yeah, watch. Yeah, I've been off And it's only an hour, it's like less than an hour and a half. Yeah, it's an hour. Yeah, one's an hour. on Netflix, one's yeah. in a cinema. So yeah, so go you can. That's how you can sing along with us. Anyone, any more business? Um... It's just I so mean, good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. This yeah. week's episode, there's a reason it's been gone on for nearly two hours. It's because we have just been talking absolute oh, shite about these great say, films. Um, we've got... We might be out of here, so we're, we're recording that for that this old studio, but hopefully we're going to be in a couple of weeks time. We'll be in the comfort in our, of our own home. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all moving in together in, New, <laughs> in, in Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I mean. It's good to be back. It's Follow so us good. on social medias yeah. uh, at First Take Pod, um, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. We've got the page uh, First Take Film Club. Um, I don't think there's anything else is there. We've got some At the bits and pieces on our website, firsttakefilmclub.com. Yeah, we should, we, we get back into We that. need to get back into that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, thank all right. You. Thank you very much for listening and we are really excited to be back for season two. Goodbye. Bye-bye. See ya.